0: Welcome everyone to Double's Fingers episode 115,
1: A Clap of Thunder featuring
0: Blood Rider Cat. I'm Scatty, and
1: with me as always is my buddy, Matt. Hello, Scatty. Boy, it's awesome to, uh, to welcome our friend here. She's a model of just like constant, consistent, just goodness. Like one of the most positive parts in my mind of our little community. And she loves this series as much as anyone that I know. So welcome, Cat. We're glad you're here. How you doing?
2: hi there doing all right
1: it's about time it's about it dang is time we got dang
2: it here. we are we are here and we are here to party
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a week for me but i am excited to get going just hey. jump right into the announcements we got a few
1: cats had her liquid courage i have a red plastic cup not solo cup of um uh what's the powder stuff crystal light not not meth <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Nor <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> uh, oh, man. It is crystal light, but it's the kind with caffeine in it. So,
3: And
0: I have a mostly empty mason jar of water that I'm speaking through.
3: <laughs> well, it's going
1: to be a crazy night then. We've never let off with what we're drinking. <laughs> no, no, we, we have not. Maybe that should be a thing now. What okay. is Davos Fingers I like, drinking?
0: I think we'll. I feel like we'll lose some people. Uh, Alright, a few announcements real quick. Uh, On the convention circuit, we have just a a couple real quick ones. Uh, Dragon Con is going on right now. I hope all the Kalisar that is attending is being safe and careful. George is exploding right now with coronavirus. I hope everyone's okay. Uh, But I'm happy some people are getting to celebrate the fandom. Uh, And Game of Thrones this week announced the official con of Game of Thrones. Which is
1: interesting. Oh, they did. Any hot takes from you guys on this? I didn't. This is the first time hearing about it, actually.
2: Yeah, same here. I... <laughs> really? <laughs> it was...
0: I feel uh, like I'm breaking news. This is this is
1: actually, this is very interesting to me, Skad, that you are the one breaking the news about the Game of Thrones convention.
3: The only one. Well, one of the
0: reasons it's interesting to this cast is because it's happening in February in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, close. Which is close to us. That's what you were talking about with Ilaria. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yesterday on the tweeters. Ilaria
0: also, within proximity, I won't give away her specific spot, but... Uh, within proximity of Vegas as well, and kind of interested, but it's it's Game of Thrones, not a Song of Ice and Fire. Still, though, it might be fun with the people. It, depending on it would
1: it. definitely depend on who going. was there. Cat, yeah. you live right in the center of the country, so Vegas That's isn't far from you, right? This it's should...
2: not that bad. Not no, I mean almost anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> about a two-hour flight or
1: so. Inside Fine. joke, guys. Listen to the outtakes, and we'll uh, possibly the be there. Yeah, yeah,
0: that'll make sense. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Not a peep from George yet. Getting antsy.
1: On winds? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. How are you with all of this, Kat? What, what's your attitude like towards the winds wait?
2: I am just, every week, I'm really ready for it. Really? Every week, I'm just, yeah. And sometimes it peters out a little bit, but then I hear something new or I'm just get back into it or something like that and I'm ready for it again. So, right now I'm at a point that any time he wants to share that with us, he can go for it. But I also know he has a, a slaw to get through, so...
0: He does. Mm-hmm. He does. You know what? Your optimism has, has has touched my heart. I'm back to being an optimist.
1: <laughs> hey! <laughs> you know, I'm apathetic. I, I, I'm i not pining... I've never known you to, to be that way. I'm not pining for it, but... Uh... I'm also not like upset or anything like yeah. just...
2: when it hits you, it'll just hit you like a wave. It'll come.
1: Yeah, yeah. it'll come. Yeah. It'll come. It will come
0: on the positive side though, Matt, what did happen this week?
1: Oh my gosh. Kevin Smith just wrapped filming clerks three. You guys clerks three. It's
3: happening. They're all back. Oh, no. Do
1: the rent. So ran excited. Ran out the door. Really excited! Mm-hmm. This is going to be really great. Excited. They're all back. Uh, apparently, it's super meta. It's yeah, um, basically the clerks cast filming clerks, which is such a Kevin Smith is, thing to do.
0: It's
3: that sounds sounds about right.
0: But the but the meta stuff bothers me sometimes. I mean, I think he took it about as far as you can take it on the last one. Sure. But uh, that's what you thought. But there were good moments in that film, Definitely. and I feel like. I feel like the clerk stuff sometimes brings out like his his most sentimental side. And so I'm, I'm hopeful there will be more of those moments and fewer of the meta movie joke moments. Gaggy stuff, yeah.
1: guess we'll find out. Right. But I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Are you a, a Kevin fan, Cat? I can't remember if we've talked about this.
2: I've watched some of them. I can't say I've watched them with as much enthusiasm.
1: But mm-hmm. that
2: doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm mm-hmm. not willing to put it in the rotation.
1: That's our friend. That's our friend.
2: <laughs> I'm a movie fiend by heart, so I really need to get into a lot more. And I started noticing directors more so.
1: Mm. so There's some Kevin Smith films that you don't need in your life. Certainly. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. But we could...
0: Yoga hosers to start with. Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> literally Oops. never even heard of that, so that's great. Yeah.
1: There's a reason for
0: that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I mean, if you get if you get the big ones, Clerks rats Chasing Amy Dogma, Clerks 2 is a good one.
2: Mm-hmm. I have seen Those Chasing are... Amy on several occasions oh, good. for whatever yeah, reason. Boys love watching
1: that's that. That's Scad's so. favorite. Clerks 2 is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> good to know. And you're right about the sentimental stuff. I think that's why I like Clerks 2. Yeah. Um, despite the donkey scene.
0: Same thing with Chasing Amy. I like it because it feels very personal mm-hmm. the, w- the way it's told. Yeah. yeah. But, um,
3: yeah.
1: To this day, yeah. one of my favorite episodes that we've ever recorded Was our Patreon episode on Chasing Amy.
0: And the Dogma episode, too, actually. Mm. They
1: were both really good. Mm. Speaking of Patreon, didn't even plan for that segue, and it happened anyways. Uh, oh, just this last week, we are back from break and releasing episodes at a torrid pace right now. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, just a couple days ago, we well, it's been a couple weeks now when you get this episode, we released an episode of our coverage of the I Am Mercury series by Grant Piercy. We just finished covering book three called Subterraneans. Um, oh, my goodness. That is where... As Grant describes it, he went off the rails in book three of this nine-book series. We call them books; they're like novellas. Um, they're really great. They, to me, they would fit really well into like an episode of television. Like, I feel like each novella would be a great like forty-seven-minute TV episode on a mm-hmm. on a season of a single mm-hmm. season of this show. I think would be awesome. Uh, so hop on Patreon and listen to that coverage as you read along with Grant's books because it is an excellent series. It's not one we're just doing because Grant's our friend, which he is, but man, is the series just great. So, um, Skad, what uh, what are we doing now because we like the series so much? Good setup, Matt. Because
0: we like the series so much, we're actually going to, for our Patreon content, we're going to just keep covering it. So we will interject if Films Get Fingered here or there um, to keep up with that content. But we're going to cover the rest of these books. There are six more that we have to cover. And we're going to cover the rest of them in order for the next several months. So hang on to your hats. If you've been on the fence uh, about doing that because of you know the timing of our releases being like three or four months apart, and you just, you know didn't want to get into something like that, do it now. Because you can just catch up and then do it right with us every month. Just we'll like have a new episode with, every month. with Song of Ice yeah. and Fire. And uh, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, we we just kind of, <laughs> I mean, I think we're thinking selfishly. We want to finish the book and keep talking about <laughs> absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's absolutely so, selfish. So we just want to do it. Yeah. And I, confession, I took it. I took it with me to the, my fantasy football draft last weekend, and I sequestered myself away for a couple hours and uh, and read that fifth book or the fourth book. So nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was. Per- it was. It's a totally different direction, Matt
1: can't wait enjoy can't yeah. wait indeed um uh, to be clear we were, that's just patreon yes. episodes oh yeah that we're doing there we'll still consider <laughs> we'll still continue every three weeks releasing these meet the Calisar, song of ice and fire episodes but uh then once a month we'll do a book in grant series
0: hmm. and i keep throwing out there if you'd like to be considered for a meet the Calisar episode
1: send us a message like Let a us cat interested. your number will like be drawn cat, eventually eventually Mm -hmm. and you will squeal
2: in delight
1: did you squeal did you squeal i
2: was i was a little excited Uh i couldn't Uh hide it yes
1: (laughs) as were we and here we are as were we um, speaking of, uh, Patreon, um, as Skad said, we will still interject a films, get fingered here and there. We're looking at our next installment being in November. We're still looking at movies and how we'd like to do it. Last time we did mean girls and we did it as a Google hangout with patrons cat. You were there and we had a great time talking about it. it's one of your favorite movies too. Correct.
2: Oh yeah. Quoting it all the time. Yeah. So
1: you were just like <laughs> fire with the quotes. Um, <laughs> You know that was really fun, but we're still considering just exactly how we want to do it, so we will let you know. But look for it, you know, well into the fall, towards uh, November-ish.
0: Indeed, and moving on to the episode today, uh, we are covering today at the request of Cat, Daenerys Nine of A Dance with Dragons. Uh, it's a, a limited time frame chapter. It's only it takes place over like a day, and limited distance of just within Marine, mostly in the in the the fighting pits. And at her her uh, her temple location there, but this chapter packs a lot in in that limited time. I think we're also probably getting into the politics of Marine and how Danny found herself there. Why the Yunkai are both inside and outside the city right now, and we may even peek ahead a little bit at the moment's decision made at the end of the chapter and what it might mean for Danny's future. So all that to say, spoilers abound from before and after this chapter. We're gonna jump we're gonna jump all around in in Danny's world. Uh, so be ready for that
1: absolutely uh we're always looking for um nope i'm gonna scratch that i was about to say looking for new episode ideas but we're just doing meet the khalasar now so cut that right out so if you want to get in touch with us khalasar we'd love to hear from you chatting with you is uh one of the best parts of doing this podcast you can find us at we are davos at gmail.com we're always on twitter at davosfingers. you can find and like us on facebook and, of course, our Patreon is patreon.com slash DavosFingers, and we'd love to have you join us there. That's it. Yeah, we would. We are intro Let's do it. What? Let's let's jump
0: right into the first section, the first summary. Holy denaries. Loosen up. Everybody do some stretches. Do some stretches. <laughs> get in there. Red leather, yellow leather. Let's do it up. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, cat take us away with the first bit of the chapter summary.
2: Danny wakes to a blue, merciless sky, where the birds are singing, everyone smiles, and magic is in the air. Uh, wait, wrong story. <laughs> Danny actually wakes and thinks to herself, Down on the sands, the fighters will feel the heat through the soles of their sandals, and the red sands will drink the blood of the dead and dying.
1: Ooh, and the day she'd been dreading for two weeks begins, the day the fighting pits are revived. The only thought is Eerie, Jiki, and Miss Sande help her prepare prepare for the day is a simple truth a queen belongs to her people and not to herself and so she heads off to meet her lord husband for their first official outing it's super romantic
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat>
0: luckily first she gets a palate cleanser of Barriston, or more fondly sir grandfather and her host of brazen beasts as they wait to escort her to the dreaded pit He worries about her guard, though, urging her to use her tried-and-true unsullied rather than these untested brazen beasts. A mask can hide many things, your grace. Is the man behind the owl mask the same owl who guarded you yesterday, or the day before?
2: But she waves him off, telling him that they must put their trust in the beasts so that people do as well. Sir Barristan moves on to the next item on his list, tell the queen about the prisoner Maris and her request before they send her back to the tattered prince of the Windblown.
1: Yeah, Maris claimed that the prince had sent her to treat with Danny about the windblown joining her cause. Ooh, exciting! But joining for a price, of course. It was not gold the prince desires, though, as part of his price. Instead, he wants uh, Pentos. Yes, you heard it right. He wants Pentos. What? Pentos? That's what I said.
0: Like the she, like he's, he's asking for a city. Correct, like the city that Danny last called home, mm-hmm. where her dear friend Magister Illyrio still lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about no? Let me count the ways, no.
2: But before Danny can go on that rant, his dar calls for his queen, and Danny reluctantly gets into the palanquin to the tune of his dar, drawing on and on and on about the glory of a good death. Thankfully, his voice is drowned out by the heavy boom, boom, boom of the processional drums leading them through the city.
1: Yeah, but before they can make it to the pits they're stopped as one of the palanquin pal, palanquin do we say palanquin or palanquin
2: you say it however you want to say it dang it yeah yeah,
1: we we'll say it how we want
0: i believe i liked how cat said it It sounded it just rolled right off it was like palanquin.
2: palanquin yeah i couldn't tell you right now what i said two seconds ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right but before they can make it to the pits they are stopped as one of the palanquin bearers topples over in front of them uh, she shouts for her brazen beast to help the man, while Sir Barristan worries that they might be in danger from the Sons of the Harpy in such a crowded street.
0: Hmm. Maybe they should call Cersei up. Ask her about what can happen in a crowded street. <laughs> his Hisdar's unconcerned, though, waving off his worries, saying that they, they wouldn't touch the Queen now that she has married such an innocent and wonderful man with no hidden agendas whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. But Danny's mind is focused on the man in the street. Those bearers were once slaves before I came. I made them free, yet the palanquin is no lighter. And Hisdar retorts, "True, but those men are paid to bear its weight now. Once they would have been whipped. Now he is being given aid."
3: Mm,
1: ever the politician, and boy is he! Hisdar makes his point, and Danny nods, thanking the world for small victories. And on they ride through the city until they arrived at the famed gates of Daznak's pit. Where blood, pain, and pounds of honey locusts await the queen and her entourage.
0: Pounds of honey locusts, and Strong Belwoss starts pounding them, <laughs> scarfing down those locusts in the background, while Danny observes all the people of her city that have come together as one in every color of the rainbow. And with the crowd cheering, My sa, my sa, my sa, the fighting begins. Hmm. You know, that's one thing you have to say about about marine. It's very colorful.
2: Yeah, which is one of the points that I wanted to bring up at some point, the the colors, because mm. we know that George never does anything by accident, and he is mentioning all those on purpose.
1: What do you think about yeah. him? Yeah, please dive in.
2: Well, uh, listening to Nauticast and how uh, poor Quentin goes on and on about the colors that are present in some chapters and not in others... Mm. Um, I just feel like this chapter, she is feeling so drained during the whole thing, but observing all of these different colors, including when she first wakes up and she puts on her tow car, which is yellow, which I don't understand because yellow doesn't look good on anyone for one.
1: (laughs) Especially one with such fair skin. I mean, well, you know, I'm just taking off my yellow shirt
3: now and burning it.
2: But also, it's the color of Astapor, and that has been, like, her greatest, you know, threat slash whatever for this entire book. Right. Like, they've just been causing her problem after problem, and so that color choice especially, why yellow and, I don't know, and all the different colors especially represent the different peoples and stuff like that. I just really like, is colorology a thing? Colorologist? Maybe that could be my job. I,
3: I don't
1: think know. it is. Little. 100% is. I think we just had a word of the day.
2: Word of the
3: day! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Colorologist.
1: Yeah.
3: George.
0: Uh, when I think of yellow in these books, all I can think of is the yellow whale. And I'm sorry for bringing that image to everyone right now. <laughs> the yellow whale. You don't know the yellow whale? Small wonder, yellow whale. whale. Like, we're no, just you're losing you're it. it. The, the fat. huge fat slaver in the Yunkai case. Oh, the oh, guy. Yes. Tyrion's yeah. dude.
1: Okay. Yeah, yes. The so very sorry. Yeah. Okay. We should have. caught that. If you would have just said the pooper, I would have known.
0: But... <laughs> I think or the his guy name with the... the yellow whale. I'm not making this up, am I? <laughs> I don't no. Suppose. Probably. It might have been
1: described. I don't know. If you would have
2: described the toes like grapes or whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Homeless Harry. Um, Homeless Harry. Yeah. Yeah. So do we think the colors just kind of represent diversity, then? And
2: definitely yeah more more so of just all the different peoples and who she's all trying to bring together and that those colors don't necessarily go together i don't
1: know Mm, Mm -hmm. there's some Mm -hmm. clashing going on yeah some tension i like that yeah yeah Yeah.
0: so you think you think that all the colors going together is is meant to be a symbol maybe that it's not gonna work out that these colors can't all get, get along and match and
2: maybe there's clash well there's just so many of them and and it's like america i mean it's not an easy job for anybody trying to rule or preside over or whatever not trying to bring the politics into it but just as a country in general with so many different types of people and everything and it's a lot
3: so
1: yeah i just looked at that quote that says uh the bricks you know as colorful as they were will soon be baking in the sun you know um, which is a little bit of foreshadowing, I think, to the fiery event that's going to occur later in the chapter. But it could also be indicative of it's these beautiful, you know, brick paths leading up to Daznak's pit, and they look great under the sun and everything and all colorful and everything. But at the same time, there's there's some danger in all of that, and they're not just beautiful, but, you know, they're going to burn your feet a little bit as well. So, um.
3: Definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of marine. It's colorful and fun to look at, but underneath are his Darzo Lorax, who like watching old ladies fight each other in the fighting pits. So,
3: yeah, I couldn't
0: remember the exact quote, so I had to Google it real quick, but I, I knew there was something about bricks and the people and, and stuff. And the quote is, and this is about Astapor, not about marine, so I wonder if there's some sort of comparison going on. The quote from Astapor is "bricks and blood built Astapor, Uh and bricks and blood her people."
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I just Uh,
0: listened to
2: that chapter earlier today.
0: Ooh, which is which is interesting. I don't know exactly what it says, um, but the bricks there are, you know, I think uniform and not colorful and elaborate, and that's what they've done here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it means exactly.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. I definitely think that it. Maybe the bricks and the blood. Anytime you're trying to build a city, there's going to be blood, there's going to be violence. It's especially in these slave bays. If you're trying to, you know, take away their quote unquote way of life or something, it's going to be really violent and it's not going to go away all at once.
0: Mm-hmm. Good point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. What what where do you guys want to go next? You got anything? I, I, I want to talk about the, the guy in the street. It seemed like a small thing. Mm hmm. But the the bear falls to the ground and is needs water and needs aid, and it becomes just this little scene. But I, I think it's I think it's a little bit symbolic of of these people as well that respond. You have Danny first of all, just immediate care, motherly wants wants the man helped, and regrets really that he's in this condition at all. Almost feels guilty that you know she hasn't done more. No, not almost. She does feel guilty that, that she hasn't done more to kind of relieve this type of condition. Um, and I'll come back to that a little bit. And then you have Hisdar, who's just calm. It will be okay. It matters not. Think of the long game. This is a small win. We'll take steps together. And it's a very positive outlook kind of thing. He sees this as a good thing. It's change. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's progress. And then, of course, there's Barriston, who's just like, it's a trap! Like, <laughs> somewhere, you know, <laughs> looking for. Looking for Sons of the Harpy at all times. Um But I just think it it uh it speaks a little bit to a, a little bit deeper to to all these characters, a little bit. Barristan is is totally totally untrusting of this whole situation. He is not going to sleep well until they leave this city, is my opinion.
3: Sure.
0: And uh I think that's this is a small symbol for that. Dar is frankly unconcerned with the current state of affairs he's playing a longer game I think that does not involve Danny in the end that he just needs to get to the next step and so he's very just kind of hands off and it's fine it's fine he's not he's not engaged in anything you know super hard here and Danny is, this is one of the things that, you know, when, when the discourse goes off on Danny. I, I kind of don't understand. Because I see her as as a very compassionate person. She does shitty things, of course. Every character in this series pretty much does. And she's responsible for violence, and she's done bad things, absolutely. But at her heart, she is a caring, compassionate being,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and wants to do the right thing. And, uh, and I think you see that as... This is a microcosm of why she's still here, right? She's trying to make things right. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to point that little, that little scene out because I think it, it means more as a symbol than it looks on its surface.
2: I had a note on it, too, in just that, you know, she's the mother of dragons, this, that, and whatever, but she's also the breaker of change, which means she doesn't want these people to live the way that they've lived. They want she wants better for them. She wants to continuously help them and see them better off than when she first got there. So she's always got these two like you said, she's she's got the front face that she's gotta be the mother of dragons with his dar and with all her council people and whatever, but with the people themselves, she wants to be that caregiver. She wants to be the queen that they want and the queen that they need. So definitely 100% agree.
1: Yeah, I like that you both took notes on the character, not development, but the character traits that we see in in uh, Danny and hisdar and Barristan. That was cool. I liked seeing that. Uh, I took a note on this little scene as well, but more from the social economic perspective. Uh, I thought it was interesting that that bear Danny points out looked like he hadn't eaten, right? That he that he was pretty famished and didn't look great. Uh, and that harkened back to reading one of Tyrion's chapters, the chapter, Tyrion's chapter right after this event, where he's out in the Yunkish camp and everything with Penny, and he's talking to some of the other slaves. And one of the slaves who, whose lord is one of the whose masters, one of the Yunkish noblemen or whatever, I don't remember who it was talks about he wouldn't give up his chain for anything because he was mm-hmm. so well-treated as a slave.
3: <clears throat>
1: and I'm wondering if uh, this is one of those situations where the slaves are free but not really. You know what I mean? That yeah. for some of them, they have their freedom, but maybe their economic condition is worse. And Hisdar says, yes, we're paying them, but maybe that pay is nothing. You know, I'm thinking well, yeah. about the... Times after the Civil War in the United States, right? Yeah, and yeah. the plight of those mm-hmm. freed slaves who really found, many of them found themselves back in virtual slavery again. Uh, so I wonder if that's kind of an indication that this is still happening in Marine, that these, many of these slaves maybe aren't as free as Danny might have thought they were. And that goes back to maybe some of that guilt that she feels that you mentioned, Sked.
0: Absolutely, and we mm-hmm. we know we know of another city that had slavery, and it was taken from them, and they still basically have slaves, and that's Pentos, mm-hmm.
3: right? Mm-hmm. And
0: that was a city that's well, I don't remember exactly how many years it has been since they had slavery removed from Pentos, but it's still happening all these decades later. Right. This mm-hmm. has been a few months, yeah, Nothing, right, right, yeah. So yeah. it's still certainly going on. You don't break these habits that quickly, and. You no, know, Danny probably understands that. It's still hard to see.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, she even still has people coming into her chamber asking, "Can I be a slave again?" Because I was this guy's teacher. I was. I worked yeah. for this family for years. That mm-hmm. guy. Don't remember what his name was, but you know, he she has petitioners coming constantly. Now, are they probably paid by the masters to go in? <laughs> yeah, some of them. So it's just the whole cycle. It's so. And I had a note about the whole. Since June teenth just became an official holiday, kind of the same thing that, you know, some of these people don't even know. Maybe they haven't heard on high or whatever. They've seen the dragons flying off way at of the pyramids or whatever, but they're working at this guy Joe Schmo's house and they don't know. So
1: <laughs> he's not telling them anything. <laughs> he's not.
2: No. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: don't, say that's, don't say that. Don't say they're here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but the, but the. The, the grand gesture and what it looks like, you know, at the top does not necessarily translate, you know, it's game of telephone. Right. Oh, is that mm-hmm. what you heard? I heard this. And that's, you're getting treated this way now. And, yep. you know, you're getting punished for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, they until, they, until they can create cultural change. And I think, Matt, you and I talked about this when we covered some of these chapters earlier on. Cultural change is impossible in a short time frame like this and, oh, you know i think we even mm-hmm. s- were a little harsh on danny maybe i didn't go back and re-listen it's just what i remember maybe a little harsh on her about you know not realizing that she couldn't make this much change that quickly and she should have been more ready for it but like what else are you gonna do yeah you gotta start yeah. somewhere. like you're you gotta start somewhere and so mm-hmm. you know good honor for making the change yep yeah it's just hard to see it happen so slowly i'm sure
2: Well, yeah, and we can feel that, like George's writing, we feel that this entire book of this frustration and literally not one person listens to the entirety of what she says. They pick a part, they say, you know, we can take this part and we can do away with this part, but ultimately, like, she keeps selling off different parts of her plan or of herself, you know, she finally gets rid of dario sad day for danny um <laughs> and she you know puts her dragons in the pit and she sends her cow's off to do something like and she agrees to the fighting pits it's just like one piece after another so i get her frustration by the end of this and just like i'm hopping on this dragon and i don't know if i'm coming back i gotta make some decisions while i'm out so yeah. <laughs> hold down the fort so i get it
0: yeah you mentioned all those measures that that she's kind of the doing, compromises summar, yeah. summarizing all those compromises she's made, right? And then they give her little nibbles, you know. And we'll talk about some of the laws and things that they've they've got with the fighting pits. But like, even this, even this, this scene with the with with the palanquin bearer, uh, you know, and 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 Hizdar says it's, it's a step, it's progress. These are these are like little nibbles. They're almost just meant to like tame tame Danny, yeah, like. like See, see, progress. Meanwhile, like, all she's being this manipulated. Other shit is going yeah. on, and she's yeah. being manipulated to give up all these other things. It's like, mm-hmm. look, look, see, look, progress. This guy's, you know, like, he's making money. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. exactly. And you can see, we'll get to it later, but you can see his dark challenge, one of those victories later, one of the things that Danny required. And you can see him, like, she mentions his jaw clenches, or like, he's got fire in his eyes, or something. He gets angry about mm-hmm. it, and yeah. I don't think he wants I don't think his E boy wants to give in on any <laughs> of these things. Absolutely. I don't think he's happy. I don't think he's looking for progress of any kind. I think he's looking to give her small victories till he can make his move, supplant her, and get things back to the way they were.
3: Yeah.
0: And he's he's just giving these nibbles so that he's not dragon food.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, I uh, i totally forgotten this little detail until I was studying up for this episode. But when you know, the emancipation happened in Marine shares in the fighting pits, the price of shares plummeted and his came in and bought up basically all the shares and he owns oh, yeah. all the fighting yeah. pits now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obvious that this guy's just biding his 100% time. He, yeah, he's, he's, he's not going to keep Danny around forever. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can see embarrassing chapter like immediately. Oh, well, she took that dragon. He was the biggest problem. Well, all yeah. right, let's continue on with the <laughs> agenda here. And this guy's gone. And this guy's gone. And, yeah, like,
1: yeah. All right. Just Glad that wasn't planned off. at all. <laughs> just checking people off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. <sighs> uh. Yeah.
2: I just wanted you- to say that I miss Misande. I just oh, yeah. do. I love her. And I really feel like she should have been a point of view character because we get so many other. Like, John has Sam and mm-hmm. um, Cersei has uh, the people around her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just feel like Danny needs, instead of. She also needs Sir Barristan because he gives a Restorosi point of view. But I think that Miss Sandy gives that point of view of. She could do no wrong, but in a way of she's really trying to help the people and she'd help give that perspective more I don't I don't want to say hopeful, but pretty much hopeful. Yeah, so kind of like an
1: innocent would, hope of yeah. sticking to your ideals and everything. I think Miss is a good reminder of that to her, that good yeah. is being good. You know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The, it would be interesting to see Danny through anyone else's eyes. I don't think we get to, do we? Yeah. No, I don't yeah, know. Barristan, we get... a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not, not until she's gone, right? Yeah, that's true. Do we get his POV until she leaves? I don't think we do. Who did I
1: say Barristan? No, Quinton. Yeah, mm-hmm. Quinton. Oh, Quentin. I don't yeah. know how I got yeah. Quinton and Barristan mixed up, but it's the ends. <laughs> Quinton, yeah, and the T's, yeah, yeah the a... alphabet that the T, <laughs> you know, tin. <laughs> that contains letters that are in both characters' names. But even those characters. Yeah, it's like a a chapter, Mm -hmm. I think, right? Mm -hmm.
2: Those characters, they want something from her. They all
1: do. Masande
2: doesn't want anything. I just think that it'd be like an early Aria or an early Sansa, and I reread Game of Thrones because I just miss those early chapters. I love that. I just miss all of the Innocence turning to Dread kind of a situation. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like Masande would feel that. And so, I don't know. I just feel like she would add a totally different perspective of what we get of Danny, whether or not she's going to do something in the future books that I'm not acknowledging until it absolutely is written in ink kind of a situation, so.
0: <laughs> I'm on your side. Yep. <laughs> uh I'm not going to say I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm more I'm I'm, I'm more I'm more doubtful than most. We'll put it that way. I think Miss Sandy's dead wrong, though, about not going to the tournament. I think Danny's kind of got to. It's kind of one of those no-situate, no-win situations.
1: That's where she's at right now. Yep. It'll at least show the people that she's
2: trying, and or whatever she's trying to give them the one thing that makes their city feel like their city, because no other city has it, or whatever. So I, yeah, it's definitely a show for the people kind of the situation.
0: It's also a compromise she's agreed to. And so if she doesn't go, then it's like yeah. she kind of like half yeah. half fulfilled it.
2: Mm-hmm. But... Kind of pulls at his door.
3: She can't do that. Yeah. Now.
0: <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> Quentin earlier. He, I forgot that this happened, but he comes to talk to Danny in the morning and she's like, nah, nah. we'll do that another day. Like George was like, time. maybe uh no never <laughs> but but we never hear what that request or question was gonna be
3: oh yeah
0: like she's already married so it's not like give me one more chance or something
3: mm-hmm.
0: he later has the idea to steal the dragon and like does a whole scheme to do that yeah but i would think he wouldn't have had that scheme like maybe he was just gonna ask
1: her for one
2: i don't know like, because right, the last give me a dragon yeah, the last time they talked it was the previous night whenever he was drunk and she was like, Here's my dragon. She
1: took him down. Maybe you can be there. a rider.
2: Yeah. And so maybe he was like, Okay, which one can I ride? Maybe that was his question. Maybe he know. just
0: left something in the dragon pits.
2: Maybe. Yeah. He's like, Can yeah. we go back
0: down there? I left my I you know, my
2: lucky my keychain. got my cell phone, guys. I can't Yeah.
1: I was pretty I wasted last sweater.
0: night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what did I do last night? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, were dragons. it oh. did not end well that that interaction right cat like she was Danny was pretty much like she was like I'm gonna take Quentin down to show him the dragons and it kind of you get the feeling like she's trying to test his metal a little bit she wants Dorne as an ally she knows they can be an ally so she's like let's let's see how this prince of Dorne handles himself around my dragons and then if I remember right He started talking about the peaceful water gardens and how lovely places were and everything. And she was like, "Mm, you're not the guy I'm looking for in an ally. I need more fire and blood. And she kind of just like, okay, let's go back up now. And she kind of walks him back upstairs from the dragon pit and kind of dismisses him. And the night is over. So I wonder if he's kinda coming back to try to save a little bit of face, like if he picked up on the fact Mm. that it didn't end well and he's trying to Mm -hmm. kinda claw himself back in. But
0: It's kinda like what else is he gonna do? Yeah. I guess. He's there like like, he either goes home or keeps trying with her, so like I guess
2: Well, I'm pretty sure that's what he says at the end is that he's not gonna go like he's gonna keep trying for something or like that. And then in her mind she says, Well then he will die because (laughs) I can't give him what he wants. I don't know what else yeah. to tell him. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen, buddy.
1: Yeah. He's right. so tragically devoted to not letting his dad down. And... Mm. Yeah.
2: Doran messed those kids up. Good
1: one. Doran. Freaking <laughs> Doran. He certainly had a hand, yeah. <sighs>
2: Rough.
1: Big hand. Um, <laughs> Big
2: hands, you know what they say?
1: I've mm. heard. Hmm. Um, things. Just looking back at, you know, the violence inherent in the fighting pits and Danny's not looking forward to seeing that. I thought it was interesting as she's got Eerie and Jiki, um talking about, you know, who she thinks who they think is going to win the various matches for the day. And they're kind of excited about it and everything. And she's like, oh, well, they're Dothraki and Danny thinks back to you know her wedding feast and everything and all the violence that she was privy to in the Dothraki culture and i don't know the impression that i get as i read that and even as you go back and read some of Danny's later thoughts after she's been with the Khalasar for a while it doesn't seem to bother her as much the violent nature of the Dothraki. It's surprising to her at first, just like, whoa, I've never seen this. But then it kind of almost becomes a way of life. And I thought that was interesting that, you know, when it's the Dothraki doing it, you know, that's okay. And she, she was so bought into the Dothraki culture by the end. Right. I mean, there were a couple things. She doesn't like the way there's that whole, um, what was the arrow airway airway yeah and she obviously didn't want the raping to happen and all of that and she had some you know she had some things that she would have changed and by the end with her and drogo's relationship it looked like she exercised some amount of control over drogo to where they could at least talk through things as almost like a partnership to where he might have you know with a little more time even listened to her and humored her on some of those things um but, uh, you know, for the most part, she was all in on this Kalisar thing. She was happy at Kaldrogo's Drogo's side on the Dothraki sea. She felt joy there even. And we get the impression that she could have lived the rest of her life, you know, as Kaldrogo's Drogo's wife, um, had that not yeah. happened. Uh, but she's, yeah. you know, so that Vi, I, the whole point I'm trying to make with this long diatribe, um, is that, uh, The difference in the violence, she seems okay with the violent nature of the Dothraki. The difference, I think, is the slavery aspect of it. It's people being, the Dothraki were free to fight and kill each other at wedding feasts and everything. And these slaves are forced to kill each other just for the sake of entertainment.
0: Yeah, I've got some more on some of those differences and similarities with the different violence and the different cultures that I want to talk about when we get to the next section that'll kind of, I, I think, agree and disagree some with, with what you said there. I think with Danny being happy in the Kalisar, sometimes, sometimes I have to just, like, think back and be like, she was, like, 14, 15. She had never had a stable place or people to look after her that cared. She had never been part of a culture that, like, Really wanted to love her, and you know I don't want to minimize how terrible those first few weeks and months were with, while Drogo was you know teaching her to be a, it's a really nice way of putting it, teaching her a way you know how to be a Dothraki, but, um, you know, she had to she had to to learn that culture, but once she did, it embraced her, and so and she embraced it. That's the most. Yeah. And that was the most acceptance she'd ever had in her life of any kind, even from her brother. Mm -hmm. Right. Like this was family. She'd never had that before. And so I think it's pretty easy to look past a lot when you get a lot that you've never had. And now that, you know, so like Danny's life is a series of everyone's life is a series of moments, (laughs) I suppose. But Danny's had a few big changes and the dragons coming kind of changed everything. Right. And now she has to look at things through a different lens of not just being a part of a culture that's kind of carrying her around, but driving a culture, right? And so she has to rethink all these principles that meant something to her before she became Dothraki and really judge these actions for what they are through her own, through her own lens instead of the Dothraki one. But you're right. It's not that the behavior isn't that different if you look at it.
3: I think
2: she had Viserion as a comparison while she was going through that. So the Darthraki, you know, not not being a difference to Viserion. So Viserion is, you know, at a higher level of destruction, slash, this is the kind of love I know I'm not supposed to get. Darthraki v- is, is. Viserys, a, you mean? Sorry, yes. Um, And the Darth Raki are a level below of they're actually nice to me, they want to talk to me, they want to include me, they listen to me, that kind of a situation. But then when you put Marine in the mix against the Darth Raki, it kind of becomes a a second layer of, okay, now I've seen how it should and shouldn't be, and I'm a little bit older now, and I know how the system should work, and neither of those systems were great. But at that time, that's all I knew. That was a system that I had. So definitely a yep. comparison and I see it all over
0: a testament to her too, that she has a strength of character and kind of a, a moral code to recognize these things as good and bad, definitely. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. having not really been taught or that having that much enforced in her life. It's mm-hmm. yeah, interesting it's to see that strength of character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Not having a Ned to show you right.
0: the way through. Yep. Uh, I have a whole thing on brazen beast, but it's not important.
1: Uh, you know, with the Brazen Beast, uh, you say it's not important. I'm going there. All right. I, I'm kind of with the uh, old barrister on the whole ba- Brazen Beast thing. You're having a big problem with this uh, clandestine band of harpies out killing people all the time, yet your police force wears masks. That's I don't know. It just doesn't seem uh, that That's doesn't exactly what seem I prudent.
2: Was, they seem so the same. And has is so, he's just so violent. So it, it's hard yeah. to believe that maybe his soldiers are, you know, poking the other masters or something. Like, we don't know what they're doing in the streets every night kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that they're deserving it or anything like that, but... I thought the same thing. Masks of the Harpy, mask of the Brazen Beast, sketch all around. Well, and
1: yeah. And like a, a, a Harpy, it seems like could go and kill a member of the Brazen Beast, put on their helmet and just show up to work one day. And you've got a yep. Harpy there. Like, I don't know if they do roll call and check key cards <laughs> or whatever and take off your mask and show, you know, let's see your uh, identification card to make sure it matches up or whatever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a prudent form of protection when you've got this stuff going on right now well yeah
0: the masks are meant to protect the identities of the wearers for uh, sure the shave paints or the sons of the harpy threatened the lives of anyone that served as a brazen beast so yep. to protect the identities of the wearer but like being a shave paid in general kind of gives it away doesn't it right. i mean <laughs> there are kind of kind of gives away your your political persuasion to the sons of the harpy already i don't Maybe they only threatened brazen beasts, but still, it seems like you're kind of on the list already. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I agree with you, Matt. Though it seems like it, it seems like a pretty easy problem to solve. Go into a room where just Danny and Barristan are every day. Show your face and be like, "I'm checking in for duty." All right. Give him his mask. Right. Only mm-hmm. the two of them know who you are. Right. And then, yeah. and then you can wear the mask and
3: go out you know, for most,
0: most of that danger is gone you're right they could still kill him mid-duty or something and show up but without without any knowledge of who these people are like you're stressed out all the time that you don't know wondering. who people are yeah yeah you're always wondering
1: and for someone like barristan whose whole job his whole life from teenager yeah. on from the war of the nine penny kings on basically has been protection You know, he's been a bodyguard. He's been trained to look for threats and to mitigate those threats however he can. And the Brazen Beast, yeah, that seems like it would just be constant stress. You'd constantly be having to watch these guys who are supposed to be on your side, but you're just not sure. I don't blame him one bit for being like, can we do Unsullied instead?
2: Uh, All right. Can we leave?
1: Can we just leave? (laughs) Or not do this? (laughs) Yeah, or just leave. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh. Yeah, I, I, I just the lack of trust would just it, it would just eat at you. I mean, oh, yeah, even just like imagine like a some service vehicle comes to do work on your air conditioner or something in your house and it's totally unmarked. And a person gets out and does a great job and you're like, great, I'd love to have you back. They're like, we will see. <laughs> and then like, you know, you need more work done. You're like, I, I'll call them again. And an unmarked van shows up and somebody gets out and you have no idea who it is. And you're like, the guy did a great job last time. Are you the same guy? And they're like, we'll see. Like, you have no, you got, you have the same angst every
2: time you make that call.
0: Like, it's just, it'd be unnerving.
2: Yep. I'm nervous right now. I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to attack, you know, air conditioning, repair people. They've all been great for me. It's, guys, it's a noble yeah. profession. Indeed. (sighs) Uh, I only have one more thing. Okay. Hisdar says all men must die, uh, but not everyone gets to earn the glory of you know fighting in the in the pits. Mm -hmm. But it's only those disadvantaged enough to volunteer that need to do it at all, right? Like if if. If it really was going to be fair, and just like, you guys want entertainment, then it should be a lottery. Everyone goes in. Poor, rich, everybody. No buyouts. Mm -hmm. That's the way to make it fair. This is the Hunger
2: Games, baby.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Exactly.
2: Just saying. We know know where Susan Collins got it. But, yeah, I mean, him saying all men must die is just so sketchy anyway. And you're like... (laughs) Are so you sure perfect. you're not the harpy because yeah, you really
3: yeah.
2: you're really trying to say it without saying it sometimes. <laughs> yes. That's
1: true. What do you guys um, think? Is uh his daughter the harpy?
0: I think he is. Yeah.
1: Or or I mean it's more
0: complicated than that probably, but I think he's a big part of it.
3: Sure.
2: Yeah. I think he's the puppet. Um Radio mm. Westeros just came out with their um episode on it and they kind of postulate that uh Golaza is probably the harpy cuz she's a woman and I'm like Alright, well, you don't make bad points, so that's why you're in this game. And, I mean, I can totally see it. She's been that kind of confidant, and um, more of the people around her listen to her yeah, kind of a situation. And funny. it just seems that his jar is so brass sometimes that right. it makes me think, yeah, that it just makes me think that, She's like you're a pawn. I'm gonna tell you one percent of your job, and you do that one percent, and I will take care of the ninety nine percent of the rest of this crap. So
1: that's where I am that's too, true. and I didn't even listen to that Radio Westeros episode. Mm-hmm. I think it's Galaza. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like she's the queen with all the power. He's the king, the one that everyone thinks chess analogy. He's the king that everyone thinks is the most important, right? And they got all these other guys moving around, but. Yep he's kind of i feel like the people in the know probably think he's the one in charge but it's probably really it's probably really
1: her yeah. yeah 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 definitely count duku and palpatine relationship kind of thing
3: there we go. uh mm-hmm. yep yep
1: got to do it got to do it yeah yep <laughs> but i mean right. yeah I... Galaza was the one that really put it in danny's head to marry his dar uh,
3: exactly yeah mm-hmm
1: Right. yep but his dart you know he got he stopped the killings but I think you can still do that as a puppet yeah
2: <laughs> oh one thousand she he went back to her and he's like well send his healings out stop for 90 days she's like done that was that's literally her only request wow yeah. okay
3: yeah yeah yep yep. So,
1: yep
0: all right should we get to know cat a little bit
1: it's my favorite part
3: what? screw <laughs> danny it's
1: the,
0: it's the best part of these episodes. Yep. <laughs> we always start with the first question of just, who are you? What do you do? What what drives you as a human?
2: Wow. Well, I am actually an 87-year-old woman stuck in this uh, 25-year-old body, so it's, it's going <laughs> great so far. <laughs> um, everybody around me calls me an old soul, and um, me listening to Nat King Cole and listening to Smooth Jazz as I Ooh. read a book at like 8 o'clock at night and go to bed, I'm... I see where they're coming from. So stay up till 8
1: o'clock. <laughs> as an 87-year-old, you partier. I know. <laughs> I didn't even ask you if our late recording time was going to be okay. No,
2: no, no. It's great. Really, it's, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of watching. I try to consume as much entertainment as possible. Um, that's what me and as my family saying. have always done. So just kind of carrying that on. So... In my brain, I'm a pseudo writer. I write a lot of stuff in here. Does it ever make it to the page? Sometimes.
3: So, <laughs> Sometimes. We'll well, you will have to
0: let us know when there's something
1: we can consume. Yes. Would we would love that. Um, bes- is- you know, besides your uh, dabbles and passion for a Song of Ice and Fire, any other fandoms out there? Too many. Yeah. Uh,
2: too many to count. I try good. to make myself a nerd in a good amount of dabbling, so I'm not saying I'm an expert on a lot of things. Batman is probably foremost. Batman and DC in conjunction, so really? but with all the Marvel movies, I can't help but nerd out on that too. So ah, love and, it. Uh, the Witcher two, a couple other things. So
1: when is Ugh. season two of that coming out?
2: Do you I know? I think it's Do this. Know? I think it's November. It's pretty June. soon. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I, think
0: I should Thanks. give that another try. I try. I can only get through like two episodes, and I, it just lost me. But I think it was multitasking. Oh,
1: you gotta devote yeah, the you time.
0: Can't... Yeah. Is well, it like a, It's well, like a, you gotta focus for sure.
2: Well, because it the the two parts of it they're happening at different times, and you don't figure that out until the yeah. end. <laughs> so
1: spoilers. Yeah.
2: You. you get... It's not a spoiler. Oh.
1: Really. Okay.
2: It's just a timeline thing. You're watching the timelines. That's all.
1: And you okay. you you start to you start to get inklings of it early, right, Kat? You're like, this is yeah. happening at different times, but yeah. it's hard mm-hmm. to distinguish which one is which. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty. You fascinating. get it two
2: or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just pay attention. I like also, it. this I
1: conversation reminded
0: me of the Wheel of Time trailer dropped. Yeah, yeah I cool. saw I that. that. I have add. never
2: heard of those books, and I don't know why. Huh. I now need to get into that, so that's on the list oh
1: now. I think, there's, I think there's 14, 14 so start now.
0: Yeah, I've never read the. I started the first one, but didn't make it very far. Mm -hmm. My friend recommended it.
2: That is what audiobooks is for, my friends. Highly, (laughs) highly recommend. I make it through books in no time.
1: Yeah, I should do that. (laughs) Do you have like a long commute to where you can.
2: I have about a 30 minute commute, so. And um, my job is mostly like desk email stuff, so I can listen to a lot of stuff. Nice. Um, Yeah, so it's really nice. Usually, whenever somebody's telling me a problem, I'm. Slowly putting in an earbud and nodding my head. <laughs> <and it's great. laughs> uh-huh.
0: Keep
1: talking. Keep talking.
0: And... <laughs> so you mentioned Batman. Yeah. What is your favorite version of Batman and why?
2: George Animated Clooney. Gotta be George Clooney. <laughs> really? No, no, it's not. No. I mean,
0: <laughs> okay. There is a right answer to this question. That's not Spectacularly it. with your joke answer. <laughs> so I'm glad we're trying to
2: take okay, it. Okay. Good. You. good. Kevin Conroy, obviously. The yes. animated series. So he is... And I only recently like started actually looking up pictures and whatnot. Man, oh man, does he not look like what you are really? expecting at all. But yeah, I love him nonetheless. He is absolutely fantastic. And Mark Hamill as, as the, the joker, joker, the single, single best, single best just casting choice. On this planet, so yeah, I do. A, the... I do a
0: nasty Joker. I do a really good one. For Ooh. I can't do. I can't do it now because my voice is fried. Oh,
1: scad. It.
2: So you're just teasing us. That's I'll, cool. I will.
0: Nice. I will do it, but talk we'll have about to, it. I will <laughs> do it another recording when I'm not sick. And fine. Fine. promises. That's. Um... They're like. They're like. You should be the next Joker.
1: That's
2: awesome.
0: It's the best compliment I've ever. Get
2: that's amazing
0: <laughs> you could yeah. say that
1: no. No. so you're, you're a little young for to have been around when that yeah. batman the animated series because i watched that one as a kid that's my favorite that's really the only batman i've ever really gotten into but i really liked it i had a lot of the action mm-hmm. figures and trading cards and watched all the episodes yes. after school and stuff so mm-hmm. what got you into that one in particular
2: my dad, he's almost as big of a nerd as I am. Oh. And uh, so, uh, yeah, he um, would always put it on, like, we had the DVDs or whatever. No and he just put one of those in. Yeah. And so we had, and for the longest time, we only had season three, which is a little bit different. They have a different animation style than one and two. Ooh. So for the longest oh. time, that was the only version I had. And then we got, like, the Justice League and stuff like that. And so, like, that's primarily what I grew up on. Mine's a
3: Yes. Minds were blown. And,
2: and we just watch that all the time. And anytime. So he lives in Florida now. So anytime he comes up and visits, that's pretty much what we're watching all the time. So
3: nice. <laughs> Is
1: that you're pretty close with your dad?
2: Definitely. I'm, a, yeah. I'm close with both of my parents. I'm an only child. Oh, really? So, yeah, they're very clingy and I happen to also be clingy. So, I <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> so this, works. Just, this works. Yeah, this works. Is your mom a
1: nerd, too, like your dad?
2: Not at all. Not no. at all. No? She, she, she's like, I don't know why you watch that. I, for the longest time, she wouldn't watch any animated movie like Disney. The only thing she would watch oh, was wait. the movie Atlantis because it had real people. It was just animated real people. I'm like, that's that's great logic, mom. Thanks. So, so it was mostly romantic comedies with her. So
1: mm. I have a bit
2: of a dual uh, spirit on the inside.
1: Yes, <laughs> right, you and I right. both, sis. <laughs> Telling yeah. You. Well, that was the right
2: answer.
0: Uh, I
2: think Thank that's... that's I, the pressure that's was on. on. <laughs> do,
1: you, do you read the comics as well, or is it more of the the series um, and movies and everything? I
2: haven't really read the comics, but I know they're coming out with new ones, and I really need to get into that. I've read some to of Kelly's, and yeah. yeah, so I really just need to immerse myself in the comic book world, so...
0: Yes. It's uh it's a hard thing to immerse yourself into. Yeah. I mean, it's daunting. I, I don't even read hardly any. There's well, just so there's just so many. Yeah, things, it's like, daunting to me. And like, yeah.
2: Go, well, and honestly, I'm...
0: my biggest thing is like going to get them. And there are delivery services and stuff Sure, sure.
2: Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just a completionist, so I want to start yes, at the beginning exactly. and Ooh. then get to the end.
0: There is <laughs> there no which <laughs> you can't of with... that. Yeah, Yeah.
2: <laughs> it yeah. just bothers my soul. I hate yeah. that so much and I'm like Yeah. One of these But that's that's
0: one of the real just to get comic book nerdy for a minute that's one of the reasons they do all these freaking reboots mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. like all right we we'll ran out of stuff to talk one. about so we've got people to start over number one yep. yes yes love number ones and they'll come out and they'll buy it and we'll get new people because it'll be a one and they'll be like oh i can start fresh and like yeah and then they grow and then like, and like yeah. mm-hmm, you
2: can't find fresh. that number one anywhere and then yeah it's screwed mm-hmm.
0: so but okay. uh, what do you think of pattinson are you excited for pattinson or no
2: Runner, oh the, the yes, yes. <laughs> I had to think for a second. Sorry. Move um, yeah. fast here. <laughs> um, I was not a fan of Twilight, but I've since seen him in other things, and yeah. I didn't hate him. So I am rooting for him, and I like Zoe Kravitz a lot. I am always rooting for a new Batman movie. So Ben Affleck did a surprisingly good job. Yeah. So I'm just I'm ready to receive it. So he can play the shark
0: and <laughs> Jaws. He can play anything.
2: I'm
1: telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I I was a fan of Affleck from the beginning too. I thought he'd make a great Bruce Wayne and yeah, uh, a great yes. uh, jawline for Batman, and absolutely
3: it fantastic. Yeah. It was fine. great.
0: I, I don't think he was like the best. Sure,
3: he did
2: fine. Well, sure, he wasn't Val Kilner but
1: and I like <laughs> I like the different direction. That was supposed to be the a little bit older, more weathered Batman, and now yeah. they're going with mm-hmm. that younger Batman, who yeah. they really haven't done. Have they really done a Batman young, this young? Younger younger weathered
2: Batman. Mm -hmm. They've done, um, in the show Gotham, he's like really young. It's like before he's actual Batman. And that show has really good character development for the villains. Like, the people they get to play, like Penguin and the Riddler, outstanding. Is
1: it more about the villains Gotham?
3: It almost seems like it. Yeah,
1: it is. I've never watched Mm -hmm. it. But
0: Batman... Bruce Wayne is in it, but yeah, he's what is fourteen yeah, he's, years old or something. He's young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's he's in it, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well I I stopped watching it after the first two seasons or so,
2: but yeah, uh, I recently got the man into it, so we're rewatching
3: it again. Cool. So yeah.
1: Ooh, nice pick it up someday. Nice segue. <laughs> Ooh, You're engaged, cat. <laughs> yeah. You're engaged. Yeah, and this yeah. is a great story. <laughs> tell us about this man in your life.
2: He's a cutie, let me tell you. Is he? Yeah, I like him a lot anyway. (laughs) Um, He is a cranky old man at the ripe age of 34, so we fit together.
1: Dang. Pair and pair. You're robbing a cradle (laughs) at 87.
2: (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Um, But he is almost my dad, and uh, it doesn't pay me to say that at all because I love my dad, and they have the same sense of humor, and both Marines, So, and you can tell... There is something different about Marines. Their sense of humor is absolutely horrible. So It's awful. Don't exp- it's just...
1: My, my best friend is a Marine. Yeah, I feel yeah.
2: Yeah, rank joke after they went there. All right, they went there. It's just every day here. Because this is his safe slate. This is where he's comfortable. So he just lets it go. So when I talk about offending everybody, that's on the uh-huh. list every day.
3: It's <laughs> just part of it, yeah.
2: Yep, yep. So it was a good... It was a good, we met through family, and um, it was funny. I had just gotten out of a relationship like six months prior or whatever, and I was studying at school or whatever, and my family was like, hey, come down and have lunch or whatever. And I'm like, I'm trying to write this eight-page paper. I don't think it's going to happen. They're like, it's just lunch. Chill out. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So I come in like my sweatpants, and my hair is up, and I look terrible. And they're like, oh, yeah, Eric is coming. And I'm like, what? Who? (laughs) Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> a man?
3: I,
2: I was not prepared for this.
1: <laughs> so, so it was I, a setup. They they knew exactly what they were doing.
2: Yes. Yes, oh, it was. They yeah.
1: meant to set you up. Jerk. That's cool. They should have told you. Yeah.
2: No. Well, I don't know if it was particularly. It was my aunt, really. And she just is so innocent. She's really okay. hard okay. to believe of that. But. She's got the twinkle in her eye, too, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's yeah. there. So anyway, I downed the margarita that I have in my hand, and I'm like, okay, we're ready. Let's do this.
1: <laughs> there you go. Was it, uh, were, were you smitten at first oh, sight? Yeah.
3: Really? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. He um, He's just so funny. And around people, he curbs that funny to be normal people funny, so it's
1: okay. <laughs> it was only later. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, that I get the true stuff, and it's still funny, I feel bad for laughing at it, but it's still funny, I so... <laughs> I
1: understand, completely.
2: And that's one of my biggest things, is a sense of humor, and we were very, very honest, um, he had a job offer where he was supposed to go pretty much out of country, he was gonna be, so we were just dating or whatever, and we didn't really think it was gonna turn out to be anything, mm-hmm. but lo and behold, he didn't end up going there, so dug it out and uh here we are we have the house now and uh i got a ring
3: so <laughs> Woo.
1: that's a big right. ring dang thank you it's an opal so oh okay we can show she's it. showing yeah. us the ring it's beautiful uh trust us <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did a good job and he had the whole family there and the nieces and nephews i cried so much they said welcome to the family aunt kate and i'm like <laughs>
3: Oh, thinking. no. It was terrible. He was knew terrible. exactly what he, he was did. doing. He did. Wow. He exactly sure did.
1: What... That... Push the buttons. Yes. Yep, this wasn't that long ago, right?
2: No, it was about a year in October.
1: Right. So,
2: mm-hmm. He, yes. I thought it was my birthday. It was not my birthday. He's like, it's not your birthday. It's our engagement thing. I'm like, excuse me, what?
3: <laughs> wow
2: he did oh, a pretty awesome. good job yeah he did so it, and like my whole family was there my dad was in from florida um stepmom the whole they were all there and i was like cool i'm so glad everybody got to come in
3: for my birthday for that birthday. never happens
2: yeah no yeah, maybe being selfish
1: and was it like a big thing of like putting your name up on a billboard or something or <laughs> no
2: um we were at yeah, we were at his parents' house. It was uh, his family, um, his both of his brothers and all the nieces and nephews, and then my family. Um, and his parents, like, have a house on Main Street, and they have, like, a patio kind of section, and we just had outside lights and, like, mm-hmm. barbecue stuff or whatever, so again typical stuff we've done before and uh right lo and behold and he throws Whoa.
1: something special into it's it different this time sure, yes mm-hmm. that's yeah. got the special sauce yeah, yeah. that's cool though <laughs> that your whole family got to be there i can tell family's just... important to you so
2: yeah. yeah yeah definitely and i had told him like if it ever does happen i just want my family to be there yeah. it doesn't have to be all of them but it's got to be a good portion of them and that's kind of, and oh, that's yeah. kind of how I want the wedding for too. I just mm. want like the parents and then like we do an after party, whatever kind of a situation, but that's
3: later.
1: where you, you just <laughs> accepted will be, there. yeah, where you invite Obviously. your, your big brothers. brothers. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Family's important to you. So can't believe you haven't gotten the invites so, yet. For me. Yeah. We're, uh, <laughs> haven't
0: seen those. Uh, <laughs> I've just blamed COVID just blamed COVID for everything.
3: Yes. Now so. is there
1: a date set or are you kind of working on that with the whole COVID situation?
2: Yeah, I definitely, I know a lot of stuff uh, since it didn't go last year is going this year and probably next year. Yeah, and yeah. I am all for planning way in the future. So, you know, 2022, yes. 2023, just. Bring it on. Whatever. Yeah. We'll make it safe, 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 way, way out there. So, But I'm also, I don't want a lot that I'm just picky about the couple of things that I do want, says every bride ever. So.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, what's going to as long
1: as you got this young body (laughs) sometimes do you do you just get to like transfer to a new body when this body gets old
2: i wish i could transfer this body i my pancreas (laughs) doesn't work correctly my thyroid does i have a lot of problems yeah it's great so (laughs) i'm like
0: the next question was what is something in your life you're proud of so let's cross pancreas off the list. yeah (laughs)
2: Well, speaking of that, pancreas not working, so there is a story out published somewhere hmm. um, about. It's called Diet Diabetes, and it's for when I found out that I had diabetes, and so that got published in a college magazine. That um, oh wow, I was yeah. So
0: so I shouldn't cross pancreas off the list. It's a big part. Yeah, of it is. What you're it's proud
2: of. it's all of my money. <laughs> all of my pain and woe comes from the pancreas.
0: No way. <laughs> but so you wrote, so you wrote a story about, mm-hmm. about when you found that out.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was a short story and because I only found out when I was 21. So mm-hmm. like four years ago. So super recent. Wow. Um. Yeah. And it's, it's late onset type one, which usually you find out that kids get when they're, you know, five or six. Like it usually happens in mm. younger. But I have an aunt and uncle that it happened in the same way that it just kind of was a late onset autoimmune disease kind of a situation that it was like, you know what? I did my job for a couple of years. I'm done now. <laughs> All right. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Early retirement. <for> the old <laughs> Pretty panel. much.
2: That's what I'm saying. See?
1: Oh, man. So how <laughs> so, does that, uh, you know? affect everyday life?
2: Um, I only cried the once because, you know, they throw a lot of info at you in the hospital and you know, that it's going to change your life completely, but really it's more about portion control. Hmm. Do you want to eat two, three helpings of mashed potatoes? Obviously, but if you just have like a fist of potatoes, that is perfectly fine and your body can handle that and it's not the end of the world. So, I take a couple shots of insulin a day, but really, it's re- needles don't bother me. I really hmm. try to take it as in stride as I could. So it's just another thing, and
3: sounds most like people don't it. know
2: until I talk about it. So,
0: <laughs> so is that – I'm just worried. If, I'm worried about your family parties where people are grabbing fistfuls of mashed potatoes. <laughs>
2: well, That's you sorry. haven't this been. <laughs> sounds
1: ideal to me. You just you grab haven't. the fistful of mashed potatoes with just, one hand, and, like, with your other hand, you yeah. kind of, like, mash a little – you know yeah. valley yeah, the gravy. and then you get the yeah. gravy in your hand mm-hmm. still just and you burn your hands and you, you
2: clearly just... haven't been to a good redneck party if you're not grabbing fistfuls of potatoes what oh what
1: you <laughs> do actually is you put the potatoes in your mouth the fistful of potatoes then you, you pour the gravy Ooh. into your mouth <laughs> while the potatoes are in there this nice. podcast
0: had a good run seven years but i think we're done
1: now yeah
3: Wow. we
0: just lost everyone I'm just it saying
1: took,
2: <laughs> it took an 87 year old woman to bring it
1: down <laughs> <laughs> and her fistful of fingers. and her early retired pancreas
3: oh, but we've already her.
0: talked about a few things Batman and, uh, and, and Marvel and other things but throw out a recommendation for something that's maybe a little bit off the beaten path that you, you would uh, you'd recommend
2: and it's uh, really hard not to talk about every author I've ever read um so i recently read um there's a girl named ren capeko i'm pretty sure is how you say that not really sure but she's written a couple of different series um and they're one is kind of asian culture base and the other one is um kind of middle eastern based. so she does a wide variety and man does she hit it on the head and i'm kind of as long as it's fiction i'm there for the party and she does a pretty good job of hitting those wide ranges so
1: so rem um, is that w-r-e rem, or is that like an r-e it's
2: r-i-n oh. last name Chiputo chipeco i don't know c-h-u-p-e-c-o i'm the absolute worst at spelling and pronouncing so
0: yeah. And what what's the, ser- what are the, what's the series called?
2: Um, the one is called The Bone Witch. Mm. The other one is... I feel like
1: I've heard someone else recommend that. I am... Was it... Um... I feel like someone did too. Was it Lizzie? Maybe? I don't know. Hold Maybe. On.
2: I know that.
1: I am almost positive my daughter Leia has read The Bone Witch.
2: Good. That's awesome.
1: It's like YA stuff, right? Sort of, yeah. Ish? Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is, yeah, which is a lot of stuff. Um, the other one's called the Never Tilting World, and that one's kind of
3: ooh, middle eastern. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so he has, she has really interesting topics. Um, and then one show that I definitely want to recommend, especially to you, Scad, is called Penny Dreadful, um, which is on Showtime. Um, mm-hmm. So it has Eva Green in it and just a ton of good people. And it takes the stories of like Frankenstein and the Wolfman and uh, Dracula to some extent and like gives them a real gritty Showtime kind of feel. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not
1: recommending it to me. I understand. And I'm I'm not offended at all.
2: I didn't say I didn't have something for you. Oh. Okay, hmm. I didn't say that. Wrong Wait your man. turn.
1: Yep. She's saving the best for last. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Josh Hartnett's in Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Give me your thoughts. Yes.
2: Yes. Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Scad. And... Bless. Josh Hartnett. He Josh was Hartnett. That guy's absolutely good. wonderful. So Does anyway, it? yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought he kind of was one of those guys that didn't age gracefully. He's gonna come for me now, isn't he? I Jeez, Offending <laughs> yeah. all the Josh Hartnett fans out there. there. Man, <laughs> goodness gracious, and Josh Hartnett <laughs> himself. So Penny Dreadful—that's I, I, an old series, right? I mean, I feel like that's a ten-year-old mm-hmm. series or something. Yeah, I remember. Not... I remember hearing about that, I, but I never had Showtime. Like,
2: they, before. yeah, they started a new series that was with—I'm so bad at remembering her name, but she's the girl who played Marjorie. Um, don't remember her name at all, but she was in the new Dormer. There you right. go. Yeah. Oh, Mar- and, like Marjorie. Sorry. And yeah. yeah, sorry. Right. Right. <laughs> that thing you don't watch, don't worry about it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, but they did that new series. I wasn't as into that one. So if you just watch the first three seasons of the original one, seasons. you're good. Hmm. Um, out, I just think please. the acting in it is really good. And they did a mm-hmm. really good job at storytelling kind of a situation. So
1: so Penny Dreadful. Got it. Mm-hmm. I will check it out as
0: soon as I finish Atypical, which Matt, I am loving. Isn't it great? Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah, so good, I... but I will. It's next on my list. I'll, I'll check okay. it out. It sounds. I need something a little different. Horror sounds. Yeah. So that's another good. thing. That's I don't different. watch a lot. Yeah.
2: I don't watch a lot of horror. I'm not yeah. good with that. So as long as you watch it during the day, you're my good. Pal. So. Yep. <laughs> the, that. the one, the one last thing, um, is called Modern Love. It's a series on Ooh. Amazon, um, and it was like New York Times stories of like people just sharing like different forms of love and. Man, did they! It's like thirty-minute episodes, but they do a really good job at like telling a whole life story in that.
1: I watched two of those last oh, night, so
0: each yeah, one is my kind of a different story. Happened to catch two of them. Okay. Yeah. The one, la- the one I watched last night had uh had Jon Snow in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. they made a Game of Thrones joke right to his face, right to his character's face. <laughs> Freaking it was, it was awesome. hilarious.
2: Yeah, as he tries to do like a Scottish accent, it's a little he yeah, was Irish,
0: yeah, I, he Irish. Was Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah 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 so they have a lot of like um, uh, what's her face
1: I'm seeing Anne Hathaway in the pictures yep. I'm seeing Tina mm-hmm. Fey
2: yes the one with Tina Fey is wonderful, wonderful.
0: that yeah. Anne Hathaway one my wife said is a musical episode oh.
2: kind of She so. sing... I mean it's a 30 minute episode so I guess yeah, if she right. sings two songs then yes it's a musical <laughs> episode so... hmm. but
0: yeah, anyway, it's a... yeah
1: I liked what I saw last night of it yeah. Oh, really I think that answer. guy's so handsome. The guy with Tina Fey. What's that actor's That's name? Cute. I think he's oh, so yeah. handsome. Mm-hmm. I don't know Isn't his it name. Like
2: though. Dan or something?
1: I don't know. No, but he's no, super hot. Anyways. It's a,
0: really good rate. it's a really good podcast content. Let me look at this picture. On my that one guy.
3: He's like a silver fox. Without telling you his name. <laughs> oh, well, I, I just
2: rewatched it um, with Eric. And uh, yes, I do know who you're talking about. And.
1: Bam. So that right. guy. Listeners, let's let's figure this guy out real quick.
0: I, While you figure that out, I'm gonna move on to the next question.
1: Please.
3: And it's
0: chapter related. Why choose this chapter? What is it that you love about about Danny Nine, a dance with Dragon's Cat?
2: It's um definitely we get a little piece of everybody. We get Miss we get her Darthraki, we get his dar, and we don't get Dario, so that's nice. Um <laughs> <laughs> But we also get well, this... Dario. He's a bad
3: influence. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, and then we also get to see Tyrion and Penny, and I just love those little cameos anytime they come through. Yeah. So, um, and I just think it's a good uh, mixture of kind of the action, but also the political intrigue and all the stuff that she's been dealing with. But and a lot of times people think that Danny 10 is where she's like, she makes her decision to leave, get out of town, and just you know, go back to Westeros or something to that effect. I think it more so happens in this chapter Mm. because she, you know, takes off the tow car and she is just like, F these rules, I'm leaving this place, I'm done with all of this. So I feel like physically this is when she's done with the city of Marine. She might be mentally done with it in 10, but this is where you really see it. And that description of Drogon is absolutely gorgeous. So
1: it is good. Epic. Yeah uh
0: i'm eager to get get to discuss more of it with you right now i have things to say about all of your positive things but i think we should talk (laughs) about them after we do the chapter summary
1: john slattery by the way oh there we go howard stark oh yeah yeah yeah
3: i know that
0: that guy super handsome
1: okay chapter sum.
3: okay chap sum.
1: i would call that guy old owen wilson Mm. yeah I can see it oh, i said it mm-hmm. i could see it yeah. show by the way show i haven't been able to get into loki Watched two episodes it was fine wasn't interested yeah. in watching anymore i me don't know
0: either. i say it gets better as it goes mm-hmm. but it wasn't world-blowing for me either mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. but that what if um series is that good that's pretty good yeah it's pretty good I'm watching that. i like it i haven't yeah. watched like any it yet
0: but mm-hmm. yeah Kids, kids like it. It's good. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. The, I mean, you're doing a good job. Uh, the recent Doctor Strange episode was uh, was different and good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
0: So yet another recommendation. There, there
2: you go. go. I just can't help myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Let's dive into summary part two. Let's Take this away, Kat. All
2: right. At the start of the fights, we enter an arena of blood and gore, as men are slashed, stabbed, and gutted with every weapon in both Essos and Westeros. Each death brings Danny closer and closer to puking her guts out. But Strong Belwas couldn't be happier commentating on all the fights.
1: Yeah. For Kraz of Marine, Strong Belwas was better. For the next, Bad Fighting, Good Dying. On and on they went, through Summer Islanders Taroshi, and even Dothraki. Along with the men, there are animals fighting too. Elephants, wolves, and tigers, oh my!
0: But at least all that dead meat will go to a stew made for the hungry. And Danny praises one of the few good laws made in (laughs) Marine.
2: But then comes something both familiar and not. In order to laugh with her people, Hizdar arranges for a couple of dwarves to mock fight in Baratheon gold and Lannister crimson, one on a pig and the other on a dog. Mm. That sounds familiar. Mm. Um, With wooden swords and armor, they chase each other around to tell the story of the rebellion. Yeah,
1: but that's not the best part. The lions are soon to be loosed to chase the little dwarves down for real entertainment. And Danny is... When she finds this out and forces Hisdar to do away with the lions immediately. Foot down. And
0: what is a purveyor of death and entertainment to do but move on and quickly <laughs> keep it going? So instead, Hisdar calls for the much loved Barsena Blackhair as she's set to face a massive wild boar. However, Danny is over this shit like, way over it and she gets up to leave as the boar gets a lucky hit on the warrior in the pit.
2: With Barcena fighting for her life in the background and strong Belois struggling to control his stomach, Danny decides that it is time to go, 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 and with that, thought becomes a clap of thunder. A black shadow falls over the pit as Drogon enters the arena.
1: Brought on by the blood, he falls straight on the dying Barcena and the angry boar, burning as he goes. Hisdar's rooted to the spot for only a second before screaming, "'Kill it! Kill the beast!' Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and one spearman complies eagerly, jumping into the ring and sprinting for the dragon. You know, we're looking for a hero. I guess that makes him a hero. He lunges for the dragon's back and drives the spurs into the base of Dra- drives the spear into the base of Drogon's neck.
0: Danny and Drogon screamed as one. And before she knew it, Danny was running for her child, dodging burning men and men split from end to end. The crowd is screaming, but all she can hear was Drogon's screams. All she can see is smoking blood pouring from his wound.
2: As she approaches the dragon, he whips his head around and gnashes his black teeth in her face, nearly taking her head off. Spotting the whip dropped by the pitmaster, she quickly takes it up and starts to cull her deranged child. Again and again, she whips his face, his sides, his belly, screaming, No, no, get down!
1: And then the raging beast folded his great wings in submission. Before she knew what she was doing, Daenerys Targaryen was scrambling onto the dragon's back and pulling out the spear with all her might.
0: The dragon shifts under Dany, and the sands whip around her, making her cough. But she can still hear the second clap of thunder. The ground falls away, and all she can think is, higher.
2: She cracks the whip, Drogon beats his wings, and still she yells for more. Yes! Now! Do it! Do it! Take me! Take me! Fly!
1: First off, can we all just give a tiny little round of applause to Kat on writing that whole, whole chapter summary, parts one and two. Indeed, uh, indeed. Wonderfully written. Wonderfully done. Fun to perform. Yes. Thank you. Very fun. Fun to read. Super great.
2: Thanks, guys. I told you I'm a writer in here
3: sometimes. <laughs> mm, and now you're a writer
1: here forever. Memorialized. Indeed.
3: Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: you mentioned how much you really liked the description of drogon i want to talk about that a little bit just when he came on the scene
2: yeah i just his version of dragons are just so different in that they have the black teeth and their wounds are actually smoking and like it catches the arrows on fire embedded i mean it's just crazy and the way that The moment that Danny is like, I'm over this. I'm trying to leave. Nobody is being cooperative. Belwas is throwing up in the background and (laughs) things are happening all around me. And then just this silence comes in on these black wings and he is there to like get her out of there and or just F up the scene, you know, like she is. They're just so in sync and the description that he has is just out of this world.
3: Love it.
1: Yeah. Danny could not see. She could not breathe. She could not think. He's fire made flesh, and so am I.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you mentioned the dragons and how different they are. Reading this chapter reminds me kind of how vulnerable George's young dragons are. You know, like he's getting hit through the wing, and he's the Mm spear didn't, you know, he didn't stop the spear, right? It went right right in, and it hurt him bad. And you get the sense that they're they're very much not invincible, mm-hmm. right. and dragons in a lot of in a lot of media kind of seem like they're very invincible.
2: Definitely, yeah.
0: But I I like what what you said in that uh, quoted section there, Matt, too. That I I think Drogon had I, I don't know what brought him to the pit exactly. Whether It was just the screams, or or whether he sensed her or what. Uber. But I think he's <laughs> I think he's. Uh, <laughs> he's lost a lot of respect for Danny over all this compromising and like how she's changed and trying to chain them up and all these things. Yeah. And he's grown up on his own. And so this whole scene has happened here where, you know, she's having to tame him and stuff. He had seen her become someone else. And now, you know, we get to see her reclaim that Mm -hmm. with, with this whip and with her courage and with... Right. You know, her command. Mm-hmm. And I think she kind of, like you said, you know, in why you chose the chapter cat, this is a moment where she kind of becomes the dragon again. Yeah. Right. And maybe she comes to terms of, like you said, it kind of comes to terms of it over the next several days or weeks when she's away, mm-hmm. uh, when she flies and when she kind of, you know, reconnects with Drogon. But like the choice to be the dragon is kind of right here when she jumps on his back. Yep. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's it's a great moment.
2: Yeah, there was a line um, that she cannot look away or, where did I put that line? I have no idea where I wrote that. Um, but just that, you know, if she looked away. She knew that, you know, he would, you know, eat her basically uh-huh. and that she yeah. had to show she had to show him not just showing herself that she could yeah. do that and be that person. But she had to show him right then and there mm-hmm. or that was kind of it as a mother of dragons kind of a situation. And so she's like, you know, these are my people and this is my city ultimately, but I can't worry about any of that right now. I am the mother of dragons and I got to
1: take care of this. I got to take care of this. Yeah. The relationship, be you know, getting it from Danny's point of view, she thinks of the dragon as dragons as her children and she thinks of them very tenderly. But that relationship as we see is, and as you both pointed out, is not tender here at all. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's ready to kill her uh, until she stepped up, like you both said. Um, The line when she picks up the pit master's whip or the fighting master's whip, touching it made her feel braver. The leather was warm and alive. That feels kind of ominous to me, first of all, that she's so against slavery and she picks up this whip, which is a symbol of slavery. Mm and it made her feel alive. That, that's yeah. that's kind of ominous to me, maybe telling a bit of what might happen in her future. But but maybe it's also just that touching it made her feel braver. It was almost like this, I can do this. I can tame this dragon, just came to her almost naturally again. Um, she became, you know, in this moment, I wrote down, she, she became more than Viserys ever was. If she, she was probably already more than Viserys ever was and more of the recent Tigarians before her had ever become here at you know 16 17 years old whatever she is at this mm-hmm. point uh last known dragon riders if i have this right it's fuzzy where aegon the 3rd he was one uh dragon's bane um, nettles mm-hmm. uh, but really that you know aegon the
0: 3rd didn't ride did he he's the one that hated them because he did when he was younger hate oh. Yeah. Um. Oh, right, yeah. he's all that clung to the neck. The,
1: yeah. yeah, he didn't have a great relationship with them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was over 150 years ago, so let's yeah. not lose the significance of this moment, too, of we have mm-hmm. the first dragon rider in over a century and a half. Mm-hmm.
2: And so many people being there to witness it. They're not just hearing rumors or seeing dragons flying overhead or whatever, they're seeing her. Take on this dragon him folding his wings and she just hops right on and like all right yeah
0: that's funny we don't hear much yet of the of the stories
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know like of, of the story of you know daenerys taming the dragon or whatever yeah mm-hmm. mm-hmm. even within marine i mean you wouldn't hear them yet in westeros of course right. as, as these events are happening
3: mm-hmm. Most, you know, most
1: of the talk in that Tyrion chapter that occurs right after this event, the slaves are gossiping back and forth of what they heard. And most of them think Danny died. One of the prev- right. prevailing stories is that she fell off and then yeah. got trampled in a gutter and is just dead.
0: Um. Yeah. So it's interesting. You're right. So many people saw it and yet we haven't, we haven't heard the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can, 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 I know we got help before from an archery master that listens to this podcast about about uh, right? bowstrings strings. Yeah. But do we have we must in this degenerate group of people that listen to us. We must have somebody somebody that knows about whips. You can't just like pick up a whip and master it, right?
2: Oh you yeah, just, like, you've got to be whipping that thing all over the place you think.
0: I mean, Oof.
1: you're
2: going
0: to hurt somebody.
1: You, you stuff, go whipping right? things around <laughs> too haphazardly, you are going to hurt someone. <laughs> uh indiana jones right uh right, Last Crusade, yeah early indy mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Mm. yeah yeah
0: Yep. Yeah. i just feel like it can't be that easy anyway i don't mean to quibble with chapper necessarily but any of you doms out there if you know how easy webs are tell us <laughs>
1: <laughs> touching it made her feel braver mm-hmm. me too no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of Doms, this whole end of,
0: end of chapter, uh, end of chapter, flight sex oh, yeah. slash sex talk is pretty interesting.
2: Oh yeah, well you know George is like you know I haven't had I haven't talked about any kind of a sex in three or four pages so yeah. <laughs> just gotta make sure. So I think a lot of stuff with Danny though is so tied into sexuality and stuff like that. I mean that was the whole. Cal Drogo thing on how she was able to gain her own power kind of a situation out of yep. that situation so mm-hmm. I think that a lot of her being and like she also thinks am I less than for being with Dario or is that all I really want in life no yes that's why she had to send him away kind of a situation because she thought that is who I need to be I need to be the queen and everything so I can't be with just this sword, kind of a situation so I think that sex is very deeply tied into her her personal identity which you know she was 13 or 14 at that time so
1: that's true that's a good point yeah. and if i'm not mistaken her last uh, sexual experience is fairly recently with his dar and yeah. he's drunk and Ooh. she kind of just weathers it if i remember yeah, right
2: for, for a minute or two <laughs> his yeah.
1: drunken embraces it's over rather quickly and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so this euphoria that she experiences contrasted with that which i think is just from the night previous or maybe a little bit longer further off um is interesting
0: but before that she's been having great sex yeah torrid just and lots of it it might have been an (laughs) (laughs) lots of it and it might have been i guess a more interesting like parallel or or i guess contrast if Drogon had showed up and had this experience contrasting that with her recent sex life, if she hadn't been having great sex before that, oh, yeah. because you could have, you could have, you could have pinned it like in Marine, she's suppressed and
3: mm-hmm.
0: and put down and not who she wants to be and who she should be a liberated sexually, but also being herself in all these other ways, you know, creature instead, she, you know, she's suppressed and, and then Drogon comes in and releases all of that. Right. And kinda, you kind of, you kind of miss it because that, it wasn't part of the comparison.
2: Yet another reason why we don't need Dario. He just screws everything up. And, Ugh,
0: and good night, everybody. Me. We <laughs> should end it all. dragon. <laughs> you don't need Dario. <laughs> you don't need Dario. So yeah.
3: sorry. <laughs> but I, I think
0: I think the rest of the scene does kind of speak to that theme of of her remembering who she is, and mm-hmm. you know, definitely this euphoric moment just kind of. Putting Mm -hmm. the capstone on that whole that feeling. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, she just seems to feel everything so physically. Anyway, like when she's bored and sitting on that chair, she's yeah, right. And I need a pillow. And Barristan does bring her a pillow, so that's nice. But you know, she just feels everything. It's either like elation and you know physical happiness or whatever, or it's more so of what am I still doing in this town? Like a slog through that whole situation or whatever so
0: no yeah you're that's right a good point I, 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 yeah I don't think I'd ever thought about it that way but we do get a lot of just physical feeling from her yeah it's interesting
1: yeah mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm. good job George good job that's why I love doing these I also the love the... episodes <laughs> <laughs> we learn so much yes we do
0: <laughs> I also love in the moment where she she jumps George does this so well the the, the phrase is the world seemed to slow as she cleared the parapet. You don't get the whole part where she's running to clear the parapet to jump and jump over and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just it's in the past. Yeah, because and Jordan, I feel like he does it sometimes. It's kind of similar to Ned's death, which I reread before we we cast, where it's just kind of like, no, no, that's over and done with. That decision was made quickly, and it's in the past. It's almost to like show how what happened decisive you know? the moment yeah. was mm-hmm. right. for the character. Yeah, and and how quickly it was over. Mm -hmm. because that split second is that fast it wasn't a considered moment it just happened Mm -hmm. it just happened for the reader as well you don't get to think about it you don't get a nice flowery sentence to read how it happened it just happened it's done Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. a lot of instinctual stuff happening especially in those you know moments leading up to her
1: getting on that true and that whole scene is so visceral george does such a good job of describing You know, keeping a focus on Danny, but also throwing in the chaos happening around her too, and he weaves it in so naturally. Where you're kind of stressed out about the chaos, but also still focused on Danny. You've got Bellwas over puking in the corner. (laughs) Do you think he even noticed that Drogon came, (laughs) or he's just like, somebody bring me milk?
3: Where is my milk? (laughs) Milk.
1: (laughs) Wait, what happened?
3: Where did everybody go?
1: Probably missed the whole. Thing. <laughs> I know when I'm throwing up, like that is my world. It's the toilet seat and that bowl. the cold floor yeah. and me, yeah. and that's all that's yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm.
2: So I feel like him being sick is her being sick of this city. Like everybody around oh. her, like that whole scene. I just felt so. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. And I can't because somebody is over here trying to hand me this thing. His doesn't want me to leave. Belwas is over here and she can't move. She can't breathe. And so, and it's like how she is in this city. It's not just her in the pit hating the situation. It's her in the city. She's trying to do this for the people. She's trying to do that for the people. But really, she's just, she just needs to get out and leave and breathe and just be heard by somebody or no one. But that pit represents marine altogether of just her Mm -hmm. frustration and oh
0: good point and i think Bellwas is a bellwether uh, i called him a metronome in my notes a little bit but he's kind of like a bellwether for her her feelings the whole time the fights are going and when he spews is when the chaos just erupts and it's almost like you just said matt that's your whole world it's just like the chaos envelops him in Mm -hmm. his in his stomach and it envelops danny too and she's barely even in control of what she's doing it's just instinct like you said cat like she's just going hmm. Bellwas is just going right <laughs> gotta and, get it out and before that his comments are are just like nah that's not impressive and danny's like yeah it is an impressive bfd it, this sucks
3: Why are we you good? know like
0: she's like f and a belwas <laughs> yeah <FNA.
3: laughs>
0: I mean, I don't think I'm not saying like you can look at his exact words and be like, she's yeah, doing the same right." Thing. But in yeah. general, like
1: he's just unimpressed, yeah. and she's Connection.
0: also unimpressed. And,
3: like,
1: mm-hmm. you know, when you yeah. said uh, "spews scad," it just brought to mind Wayne's World, and mm-hmm. if he could just take, I hope he can take the uh, advice of Wayne. You know, if you spew and she bolts, it was never meant to be. <laughs> never meant to be. <laughs> I thought you were going for if if you got to spew 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 into this, into this.
0: <laughs> which would be handy because he probably has that bowl right there that he yeah. Just emptied. Yeah, You
2: right. can probably uh, just put them right. all right
1: back in. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So be considerate of the people around
3: you. Can I know because
1: that was kind of a that was kind of rude of him. I mean, Honey his dart talked about how much he likes him, and Bellwass didn't save any for the just
3: guy. Ate all of them. Yeah,
1: I think. I think you guys are missing Belwas's charm. Why don't you tell us more, Scad? The the biggest Belwas doesn't give a shit about anybody. (laughs) I mean, he was a slave fighter for like
0: ever. He has no care about insulting or upsetting anybody.
3: Yep, it's true. He was a
0: slave fighter for I don't know a decade or more. Like he doesn't care. He, says he, he doesn't care about offending anybody.
2: He'll as do you said, he he, wants. he is the uncle at the at the uh, Super Bowl party. He yes. Doesn't care at this point. He has lived enough life. He does not yeah. care. I will yeah. eat all of these wings. This dip is mine. I don't care. Yeah,
1: he has. I have no one to impress. He has yeah. criticisms about every play that happens. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Brady throws yeah. a pick six, and he could have done better. And you know, yeah. back yeah. in his day. <laughs> I'm <saying>. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're we're talking about the locusts. Do we want to dive down that fun rabbit hole of what sure, happened with sure. those? We're, what mm-hmm. do you what do you guys think? Who who poisoned the locusts?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Galazagalera told his star to do it. His star was like, "Cool, that is the story," and I'm sticking to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he definitely was encouraging Danny to eat them, right?
2: But not eating what
1: but doesn't because take one himself
2: any good person knows that if you you gotta be like oh, you gotta try this you eat it and then you put it directly in their face and then they gotta eat it that's the only way to do that right You're not doing it <laughs>
3: it's just true
2: saying. i don't care if it's the dragon queen or not okay that's how you get peter to try the food you just keep insisting i don't know
0: there was something he keep says at miss. some point that makes me think he didn't do it it might have been in in a future chapter or something with Barristan, I can't remember what it was. There
1: are people that think he didn't do it. Um, he says he didn't when Barristan confronts him. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. He says a good. He he around.
2: says a good speech. I don't remember what it was, but I know he has a good speech for that. Like, oh, why would I, I do that? I'm winning money off of this. If she got sick and then she right. would cancel the the pits or something like that. I don't. Right. But,
0: well, I don't if she it. dies. Maybe maybe he think maybe his motivation would, to not kill her would be that if she dies now his ten his control on the city is a bit tenuous he just got it right. days ago mm-hmm. uh, yesterday whatever mm-hmm. I mean so maybe maybe it's a little early for him to actually want that so.
1: I don't know. And also, I went back and listened to our initial coverage of this chapter, Scad, and one of the points that we had made is that if this was his whole plan, it was a pretty sloppy plan. Because right. what if she doesn't eat the locusts, and you just poisoned yeah. them for no reason? Like, yeah, right. like, yeah. And and then
0: and then, you know, Strong Belwaz dies, and you're like, oh,
2: weird. Uh. <laughs> well, that's odd.
0: And the whole so...
1: fact, like you said, that it's kind of almost too soon for his dar. It yeah. feels like, mm-hmm. yeah. so.
0: Why not poison the water. You know she's gonna drink that,
1: right?
2: Yeah, damn. I um, don't even know how to poison somebody correctly. He can't be the harpy. That's all I am um, saying.
1: That's a good point. Here is so so what what theory you got, Matt? Uh, so we're gonna do some tin foil here. Okay. I think this was a hit job <laughs> on Strong Bellwass himself by uh, House Paul. Oh, okay. After they dispatched of his mo of, their, of their most righteous son. We actually I think we brought it up on that episode, but I was like, You, you must have. What? I like I, I like was doing this. Thanks. <laughs> and they were it was it was a hit on uh
0: Bellwoss. They knew that he liked the honeyed locust. Yeah, and they did it.
2: And they went. They for knew him. that he liked food. Let's be honest. They were like, we could probably put a bowl of just about anything. And right.
1: maybe even his dar knew about it, and he was okay with. You know, I think you said yeah. it earlier, cat checking people off the list. Yeah. Uh, Danny's people mm-hmm. off the list, and yep. maybe this is a yeah, way to not, naturally get no Bellwass out.
0: Keep Bellwass around.
1: Yeah, get him out of there. Yeah,
2: exactly. I, I like sure. it. I'm, I'm like here it for it. <laughs>
1: Tinfoil. Anytime we can assign okay. more importance to Belwoss's character than others might, we're going to take it. it's <laughs> deserved? Yeah.
0: The real reason I don't like the show. Honestly.
1: <laughs> I mean, screw Lady Stoneheart. Where's freaking strong Belwoss? Where's
3: Belwas? Belwas?
0: <laughs> Seriously. So Matt, in the last section you talked about, you know, the Dothraki culture and uh, the battles and the difference being slavery and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is part of it. But I also think the main difference about and, and the, the main reason it's kind of disgusting to Danny is that it's entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're literally taking entertainment used in weddings in Westeros, like the, the dog and the pig show, the Tyrion mm-hmm. and Penny. And sliding it right in next to blood sport,
3: right?
0: They they consider those things to be equal and making it part it's of inter- the blood sport, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, well, I, I just mean they're on equal, to them. They're equal playing yeah, field, yeah, right? Sure, so sure. by by throwing in that comedy that we've seen at a Westerosi wedding, and we know that it's just fun and games and entertainment, uh-huh. that makes us look at the blood sport as entertain. It's just entertainment. So right. it's not about at least with the Dothraki weddings, it's about those two dudes seizing, you know, their manhood probably literally and figuratively, and going for it, right? Just because they want to. This is like pre-set up, and it's not about the people fighting, really. Yep. They get paid, good. It's about the crowd. It, right. The fight is about the crowd, not about the fighters.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's the main difference to me.
1: Yeah, it's, it's about it's, entertainment, yeah.
3: It's
0: and it's a terrible culture.
1: And in the Dothraki, they are entertained. Like Drogo at the wedding feast sits back and watches it and he's like smiling and he's like, "Yeah, those are my guys." <laughs> but it's not it's not scripted like this. It's not produced. Right. Um, the yeah. entertainment value
0: that's achieved is a by, is, is is a happy byproduct of what's actually happening. It's not the point. Right? Of it, right? Right. Well, I mean, take take it. Compare it to, you know, the equivalent in Westeros of, of like jousting tournaments That's entirely about the prestige and honor of the competitors, mm-hmm. right? And they they have glory attached to their names. And that's the no celebrities. Death, just a, yeah, those are yeah. Westeros yeah, celebrities. celebrities. Mm-hmm. And it's not about the crowd at all. I mean, the crowd is there and they enjoy it, yeah. but it's about promoting these you know these heroes that they admire, and not about death and destruction because nobody dies usually um you know they're not, the, the those attorneys are not completely pure we see in Duncan 8 there's cheating going on and betting and all these other things but but it, in essence it's about the people doing the jousting not about the people watching
2: right and it's That's not a, it's to the difference. death it's not yeah. you know for that death it's not for that glory of death kind of a situation it's not um, and that's why whenever Tyrion and Penny come on and they're just you know doing a mock battle, she's like, okay, this is a part that I could get with, and it even it even says um, Danny's smile was faint and forced. So I'm not hating this kind of a smile I get from that. <laughs> this um, is but then, cute. right, and then he's like, don't worry, the lions are coming. <laughs> well, thanks for that. I had one tiny pinprick of hope.
1: And on, on prevent- that and on that note, how does it, to on your note and to sked's point what is the crowd's reaction when T- Tyrion and penny leave the field right.
3: they're yeah, upset
1: right. they're booing yeah. they're throwing rocks they throw at rocks. them it says right it's mm-hmm. like you didn't kill these people after they entertained us what right. how, dare how dare you how dare you took
0: my entertainment that i deserved by being uh-huh. here right yeah yeah
1: yeah
3: yep. <sighs> obnoxious
1: you said something. Uh, sorry, did, I'm moving on slightly from the the violence talk a little bit. Uh, did you have I'm anything more it. on the? Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Um,
1: I I'm still a little confused. Uh, these fighters in the pits are all slaves, correct? In some no, no, way or no. another.
2: No, they're, they're freed are, now. Most of
1: them, a lot of them, are former slaves. Because they're supposed they're, to get paid now. They're getting they're gonna get paid. Yeah. But were they getting were were pit fighters paid previously? They were all slaves, right? No, I think they were kind of They were bred as slave fighters.
2: Yeah. And they won glory for their masters and then their masters would be like, Treating, Okay, you did good, well.
0: you get a bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably minor celebrity for themselves as sure. well, but not the kind that gets you anything. I mean right. they um, were still property
1: a... of somebody. Even mm-hmm. if he to... treated them well and Right,
2: isn't that kind of how it was in Gladiator? Kind of let the them live thing, in
1: right? opulence.
0: Yeah, I think kind of, kind of similar. Also, if you saw uh Django Unchained, which is yeah, a terribly difficult scene to watch, but sure, yes. kind of they have paid fighters that they they just do it in like salons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's it's, got just it's rough. It's senseless. It's it's mm-hmm. a rough thing to watch. Really yeah. hard. And, is. Well, the whole movie is the whole movie. I mean, it's I I love the movie. There are great parts of it, but Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to watch. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Thor Ragnarok, I mean. Uh, Yeah, they are
2: (laughs) also.
0: (laughs) Honestly, that's probably a better and less serious comparison. Like they're. (laughs) You're like Django Unchained. I'm like Thor Ragnarok. (laughs)
2: I love it. I love that <laughs> they're
0: celebrated as like heroes, but they're not. You know, they're not really free to.
1: They're continue. still property. No. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, they still cheat. Right. Hisdar brings up promises of pay. Winners share half of all the revenue, is what he tells Danny. All mm-hmm. revenue will be split amongst the winners. And I wonder if dar would really stick to this. You throw in that 10% tax that's paid to this city. Uh, I think he's blowing smoke up Danny for now. And that once he removes her, that wouldn't ever really happen. But, yeah. I mean.
2: It's probably an over-exaggeration. Yeah, they'll get some of it. That Old Joe sold some popcorn. They get his sales. So, <laughs>
3: that's rough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that his Dar's cheating everyone somehow. All the time. Yeah. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> what else? Mm. Um, uh, Just
2: uh, to your point earlier, Matt, whenever you kind of said that Barristan, his whole role was kind of trying to protect her. And in that moment, when Drogon enter the, enters the ring, he tries to hold her back and says, Look away. And. She's like, oh, no, that is the exact wrong, you know, kind of reaction that we want. And he is just kind of t- trying to keep her safe and keep her away from danger or whatever. And she's like, that is not your role when it comes to my children. This is my children. This is a totally different arena kind of a situation. So just his interaction with her on that part, and he presumably is the one running after her whenever she goes off into the pit. So...
0: Right. Yeah, I think it, I think it says he he tries he yells at Drogon to get his attention. Yeah. Hey, here. Try me. Something right. like that. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. I think he he is he is he sees this whole thing as a threat, and <laughs> Dragon is just one learned. more on the list. Like he's an right. overload. We have got to leave. <laughs> yeah.
1: And He feels a pretty significant amount of guilt after we see in his povs mm-hmm. that he wasn't mm-hmm. able to get to her sooner. Yeah. And...
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Hey, here, over here, try me, or whatever that is, I've paraphrased. Yeah. Seems like he could have done more. Maybe he should feel guilty.
2: Well. He
0: could have run in there, slashing.
2: Pretty so. sure that's his whole story. Could have done more. Missed a chance. Oh, that's
1: true. Oh, hey. yes. Hey. Yes. Hey. I'm thinking of uh, Queen Rayella now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm not just offending real people. Oh, I'm cat. offending <laughs> fictional people. No, banging. this is.
1: <laughs> that is a hot take, my friend. Story mm-hmm. of Barristan's life when it comes to protecting Targaryen women.
2: Very mm-hmm. right, bad. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean we've been
0: we've been through that a little bit. Yeah. You know, the difference between a protector and a soldier. Mm-hmm.
3: And, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know what Kingsguard really are and what they should be. And, yes. Yeah.
2: Thousands and
1: He's a very conflicted character.
2: Yeah,
0: but a very. Mm-hmm.
1: It feels like this thing with Drogon.
0: The, the soldier should have just kicked in and like, enemy, you yeah. know, and gone for it. Yeah. Then he kind of didn't.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He kind of explores that in his later chapters of why didn't I? And uh, mm-hmm. he does, as far as I remember, he doesn't come to any sort of conclusion, which is interesting.
2: I think yeah. it's the same thing that he kind of came to with King Aerys, is, is she told me not to. Mm-hmm. That's an oh. order. I can't do anything after that. Right. I'm not allowed to interact, so I could have, but she said not to. That,
0: that, did she? Did, did Rayella tell him not to? No, I'm she saying that King
2: Eris was kind of like, don't interfere kind of a situation, or oh. that's not your place, that kind of a situation, yeah. And then Danny was in the same boat of. And like,
1: then he here. gets into oh, this Danny, cycle. Sorry. Yeah, he office. gets into this cycle of second-guessing himself, though, because right. he does second-guess mm-hmm. himself in that. He second-guesses, you know, the Rayella stuff. And... Yeah. Yeah, okay. he needs to be a bit more decisive. Take a stand.
3: A bit, a little
1: bit. He's a soldier too, like you said, Sked. Yeah.
0: Part fear, part lust, part rapture.
3: Love that what line.
0: Danny sees on his dark face? face. Yeah. As I think it's as Drogon tears the arm off. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's as maybe it's just as as he's landing. But the, this is part of what just drove home the point to me that Hizdar doesn't want peace. He wants power and control oh, yeah, and violence. And he's
1: kind of sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's That just is greed. That's the, the absolute point of greed at that point. And that's all he sees when he looks at the dragon. That this can both get me the power that I want but also it can be in the way of the power that I want. So mm-hmm. that kind of and in rapture is that
1: play there it, it, it almost like it reveals his true character that he's just kind of sick and in love with the violence that that's his first reaction because then he kind of gets control of himself a little bit and he's like it's almost like he realizes drogon's gonna ruin everything i'm starting to build here kill him kill yeah. him kill the beast kill the beast um but his first Unfettered, unfiltered reaction is like, oh, daddy, daddy, daddy likey, <laughs> daddy,
3: likey,
1: daddy, what thingy. Mm.
2: fire, fire and blood,
1: fire and blood, <laughs> severed arms. I like this. Um, he's kind of a sick guy, I think, and that shows that.
3: Yep. But Why it not? doesn't
1: take
0: long to move to kill the beast.
1: Right. Yeah. It does
0: not. Like it kicks, it kicks in, and like survival kicks in. Is like, okay, back to the game right this is a threat yep yeah.
1: i can't have this yep
3: yeah. Yeah. you
0: know one of my biggest regrets i was i played cogsworth uh in beauty and the beast once oh. and uh my one of my biggest regrets is i didn't really get to sing that song oh because oh. i wasn't in the townsfolk yeah right. he doesn't participate. it's
1: like a fun like you're yeah. you're fighting the townsfolk yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. You don't get to be a part
1: of the fun mom. So, so I didn't get,
0: okay. yeah, I didn't get to sing that. That yeah. song is fun to sing. It's
1: got a great melody. Yeah,
0: exactly. cool. I sung it lots in rehearsal. <laughs> well,
1: just joined in. <laughs> Never live. <laughs> <Right
2: Yeah. on. laughs> awesome. We can do it live now if you want. Nope. Okay. No. trying no. to help.
1: <laughs> good try. We've had so many opportunities, Kat. It's just... <laughs>
2: Just break out into a musical. I'm yeah. just saying. It's,
0: it's <laughs> I, not like I'm usually that terrified.
1: The of Joker, this, this, yeah.
0: Listen, I'll do Joker. I, I literally don't think I can do it. Today. That's fine. I don't I
1: want you to I'll hurt yourself. It. we got to get yeah. through this this episode.
3: Don't
1: uh, like um, <laughs> just point out here that, uh, you know, we've talked about it, but just to drive home the point that Danny did save Tyrion's life here. Oh, yeah. um, that yeah. may come up later or it might not. I don't know. Yeah. Something super to keep in mind. to
2: see where that goes.
0: Will he believe it if it comes up?
2: Yeah. Sure. It just looks I like, mean, yeah, they were just trying to get him out of the way for whatever. And then Drogon swo- swoops in. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: hmm Yeah.
1: But he benefited from her. Oh, is it compassion or just i'm not going to take this anymore type attitude maybe a little bit of both but yeah both yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Definitely. I think both. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. you know as i was thinking about it i you know <sighs> you said it scad uh this girl and she's still a girl has this very deep like fundamental drive to free the world to do good yeah um I feel she does. Yeah, yeah and it's deep rooted. Uh it's it's not like, you know, she's on the campaign trail trying to get more votes or trying to build right. up her following or something. Yeah, she's getting a following and that ends up benefiting her, but it's doesn't seem to be the reason she's doing it. She does it because she legit wants to. Um mm-hmm. but then she also has this other deep rooted Probably a little genetic drive for freedom and taking that freedom forcefully, uh, you know, and I don't I was thinking about other characters and I don't know that there's another character in this series who is pulled so intensely in both directions. I'm spreading my arms out right now as if I'm being yanked on as if both arms are being yanked on in opposite directions Um, as intensely as Danny is by these two really competing emotions. To do good, but also to fire and blood things as well. To be on the top and take that. I think Tyrion's,
0: Tyrion's is similar, but it's more on a micro scale than a macro one. He has sure. internal motivations that pull at him for very himself, yeah. But mm-hmm. they're not for the world; they're just for for
1: himself. him, yeah,
2: yeah. And John is kind of like. I know what's good for you. You might not know what's good for you, so I'm <laughs> trying to be. But I already know that this is going to be the best case scenario for us. So, but he's still being So We're going to do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't murder me for it later. <laughs> I'm allergic to knives.
1: Oh, John! Like we said, if you could have just shown the Nights Watch a PowerPoint of your plan, I think things could have oh, yeah. just gone so much more differently. But, <laughs> <so true. clears throat> but yeah, Danny's. You know, she's pulled in so many different directions, and at this point, yeah, she wants peace and prosperity mm-hmm. with the ferocity of being a dragon at the same time.
3: It's, yes, it's yeah,
0: a heck of a
1: situation to be in.
0: I wonder if we'll find Aegon the sixth, on the sixth, to be kind of similar if Maybe. we get enough time with him. Yeah, because you get the sense that he wants good things as well. Mm-hmm but you also get the sense that he's a bit petulant and wants to just a bit entitled. Yeah. And like make it sure. happen himself. No, I'm
3: commanding. The mm-hmm. army. Right. You
0: mm-hmm. know? Like, no, I'm doing that. Yeah. No, we're doing it now. We're going West now, mm-hmm. but also, you know,
1: uh, yeah, she has all these good intentions, but when you have like none of her plans work out, it seems like Astapor, I'm going to free the slaves. That didn't go well. Yunkai, I'm going to free the slaves. Yeah. You know that didn't completely work she has some things that go well but overall it's like i mean that's why she stayed in marine in the first place yunkai and
0: i'd say astapor. astapor and yunkai both worked pretty well yeah i mean she had to kill a bunch of people in astapor but she did free the free the free the slaves and then what
1: happens is they turn around yeah. and enslave the former masters and slavery starts up right, again right after astapor leaves i was reminded of a certain right. political Sorry. situation we find ourselves in Right now in the world, but no. um, we will not get into that. Uh, well,
0: I just, I just bet it worked for the slaves that she, the, for the unsold. It did. People. But you're right. right. The town yeah. fell right back into its old habits. And yeah.
1: she yeah. sees it as a failure. That's why she stayed in Marine yeah. in the first place. I've got to make up for my mistakes in Astapor oh, yeah, and right. Yunkai, right? You know, this yeah, stuff totally with Dothraki didn't work out well. Jorah betrays her. It's like she's trying to do so much good, trying to do it, never quite works out. Never quite works out. At what point do you just be like, screw it, I'm done. I'm yeah. hopping on this dragon's back. I'm out of here.
0: Yeah. You guys ever uh, read the, uh, the story, what's it called? Uh, the Ugly Duckling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why, well, yes, Gad, that is one I'm familiar yeah. with.
0: I think so. It's by this great author, actually, I don't know who read it, but uh, it's... It, It kind of works here, right? John Grisham. She's trying all these things and it just isn't working for the people she's with. But if she goes to Westeros, it's all going to work out. Right. Mm. She might have to murder some people on the way. But like, in general, she's just going to fit in better. Yeah. There'll be people opposed to her and stuff. But like, her ideas and like what she's going for, it just works better there.
2: Right. It's already in. Some of it is already in place there. Like, they don't have slavery. They do away with people who like, so. Right. Agreed. So this is where she's like well and it's just not going to happen like you said at the very beginning. It's not going to happen fast. It yeah. doesn't happen in months. It doesn't even happen in years. That's just right. not how any of that kind of stuff changes. So mm-hmm. yeah. don't plant trees be a dragon.
0: Someone has to plant trees. and uh, anyway, yeah. Willis Tyrell. Have a committee. Willis okay. Tyrell will plant all the trees.
2: Mm-hmm. There you go. Start a committee.
0: <laughs> uh, they force their criminals to fight in the fighting pits at least some of them yeah. and that sounds really awful until you compare it to what we do with our criminals just want to throw that out there for everyone yep. a
2: different sort of arena <sighs>
3: yeah. a different
0: sort of arena for life without pay basically without pay it's to enrich corporations that pay people to incarcerate at a higher rate it's a mess, you guys.
1: Yeah, the re- the reforming that we do in our prison system. Ha! Quote, mm. unquote. Yeah. yeah.
2: Real rough. Uh, what
1: else we got?
0: We hit most um, of my stuff. Anything from you, Kat? Things you wanted to get through in this episode?
2: Not much. I just... There was a point about the, the, the Tyrion and Penny and what they were actually doing the mock fighting about, but we kind of touched on different points of it. So. Well,
0: you was... mean the Rebellion? or
2: Right, yeah, or... And, and just how they were kind of representing that struggle in Westeros, and it was also the struggle in Marine, but it just, like you said, fits her so much better there, and hence why this is the mm. only point of light that she sees, that she's like, this is something I could probably figure out in a week or two. <laughs> she's but... like, oh,
1: with what I've been through, this is cute. Right, yes. exactly. Westeros' problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to fight also over the, the throne? <laughs> That's cute. cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it,
0: it's interesting, though. You're right. She she says it's clearly there for my benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, and and probably it was. But also it's like, well, you just relate to that more. Right. Like you don't relate to this whole culture at all. And so you see this jousting and, you know, like mm-hmm. these are the stories you've been told. It's your culture with families you know and exactly. history you understand, kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, not every yeah. other person named his Dar, whatever and <laughs> yeah, lots Mo. Of and Z's and, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah.
1: So here's a what if for you guys, uh, Ooh, and maybe this is nice. a good place to leave it, or maybe not. What if uh, Danny just decides to take his Dar's advice and grin and bear it and sees the the fighting through to the end does drogon still come or was drogon kind of drawn to her angst and that made him come uh would things have just gone on as normal had she just like closed her eyes and finished it out and gone home with his dar after it was all done
2: yeah i definitely think drogon was definitely in tune with her she said she reasons in her own mind that it must have been the blood and the screaming and all of that, but mm. really, I think it was more so her feelings, her angst, her mm-hmm. ready to be done with it kind of thing.
3: Yeah, so.
0: I yeah. like your take better. I just always figured it was just the cacophony of sound coming from that place drawing a predator, but um, I like the idea that they're in they're in tune with each other.
2: Mm-hmm. I just that think that that wanted
0: that... to rescue her and get her out because mm-hmm. she was huge feeling that right but he's he's so angsty to her that
1: he's like uh, should... he's like that undercuts that that feeling
0: well and i think i'm like... here for you Snack. it's almost
1: like he's feeling <laughs> her out yeah
2: exactly like you said yeah scan said earlier you know he's also gotta feel her out and also gotta make sure okay are you worthy of me coming though and coming to get you and pick you up
1: <laughs> He's like willing to
0: meet her halfway, but she's mm-hmm. gonna to
1: come the to rest. So, yeah, okay. which is not right unlike that. some of the dragons acted that we read about in Fire and Blood, if I remember correctly.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're they're not. You uh, had to earn their allegiance.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: they're not the easiest creatures to get along with mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of them. But do you think so? Say Drogon doesn't come at all. The fighting ends. Um what then what's the what if do you think hisdar eventually after he's wormed himself into more and more of the uh, leadership and Marine does Danny get assassinated eventually.
2: Um, Yeah. I don't think it goes well. I just, it's just so much of a flaw and I think she would use this as, okay, I went to the fighting pits. Now I want this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, I can give you half of this. And Gives her the nibbles. Of, and, like yeah, yeah, exactly. And it just is a continuing cycle of, I'm going to get what I want. You'll get 2% of what you want. And this will be a great relationship. And your dragons will stay in the... Because, you know, then does... What does Quentin do at that point? Does he still go and try to kill a dragon? Do they get out? Does he does he actually get to go and talk to her? And then she's like, yeah, maybe you can have writing lessons or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we can play How to Train a
3: Dragon. Yeah, so.
1: does he convince her to come over as Dorn's ally? Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Right. Yeah,
1: I think it's. I think if
0: even if Danny doesn't die right away, it all comes to a pretty ugly head pretty quick because she gets really disappointed and upset with the lack of progress that, that mm-hmm. happens, and they get into quarrels and stuff. But I don't think I don't think his trouble would let that happen. There are oodles of opportunities in every day. That he could have her killed, leak a snake into her bathing pool, have you know one of the sons of the harpy become a brazen beast by shaving yep, have to shave his head, too bad, you know, uh, you know, poison the water one night at dinner. I mean, they are like bring a knife with you to bed. There are a million ways he could have her killed at any moment, and yeah. he he she needs him way more than he needs her. If she doesn't have him, the sons of the harpy are back. Yeah, yeah, like that, and it happens. And she's out of control again. And if if he loses her, things just go back and everyone's probably, not everyone, the people in power are happier. Yeah. And so it's, he doesn't need her. I, I think he'd get rid of her reasonably quickly.
3: Yeah, agreed. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a depressing what if, let's do it. That's a great what episode <laughs> idea. We could get into some Quentin stuff like Kat was saying. Oh my goodness, we could have some fun on that. Oh, yeah. Let's put it on the list. um yeah well danny's gone
2: she 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 out
1: she out should we ask cats more questions yeah
0: all right these are these are more song of ice and fire based Mm -hmm. what is your song of ice and fire story like how did you find the books themselves
2: um, so I started watching the show Like most people um, It was probably like season 3 or 4 Or something was coming out um, And I was actually going to Family Video To rent the DVDs And you had to rent by like seasons Or like half a season or whatever It took no forever <laughs> yeah, It was great That's <laughs> So crazy. I did that up until like season 5 or 6 Because I was like this is a lot to buy I'm not here for that i may. Young person making no money. I'm not doing that. So,
3: sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, sure. I will go to Family Video and rent them for $2. It's great. <laughs> um, so, and then I had a friend recommend um, reading the books and, like, oh, that's a lot. Those books are a lot. And he's like, just listen to the audiobooks. It's great. And Roy Dotrice, De Tr- RIP man, amazing. He may or may not have said Brian and could not forgive that, but other than that, loved him. <laughs> so, so that's really how I kind of fell in love with and just got through them like that, kind of.
1: Yeah, it was your story. first listen through like the rest of us not very careful just getting through not them. at all. Yeah.
2: yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta read these books. This is 40 hours of listening. Like, seriously, one book took a month to listen to kind of a yeah. situation. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, we have got to get through this that's an interesting point i might come back to that good (laughs) to know
1: so yeah put a pin in this one for sure you and bobby
0: should get together to talk about roy detrice the love is strong
2: yeah it was pretty amazing because he also did harry potter for he did most of the books i don't think he did the last two maybe Hmm. but he also did harry potter so it was really funny i was listening to it this week to listen back to some of the chapters and stuff and I was like, that's Hagrid's voice. I'm sorry. That's not... <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: come on, get a new voice.
2: Come on now. My,
0: my boys do that to me, too, when I reuse voices. They're like, hey, that's this guy. I'm like, look, I only got so many. Right. That's great. The Joker's got to come up somewhere else.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. But...
0: Uh, okay, so not the books, but the fandom, then. What was your gateway to the fandom?
2: Um, one of my professors at college, actually, it was really funny. Uh, my Shakespeare professor, because no they are always the best, um no he, um I was like one of the only people in the class that had, like, he was like, okay, who's watching Game of Thrones? And I was like, uh, me. And he was like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, see me after class. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so no we would just, like, yeah, we would just get coffee and stuff and we would talk about it and we would theorize. And he was the one, he's like, you should be listening to these podcasts. I'm like, I don't I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to the audio books, but I don't know. I'm still a little uncertain. He's like, listen to. He sent Davos' fingers, and it was not a cast and Radio
3: Westeros
1: wow. in no there. Way. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh huh. So I was like, okay. Sh- thank you, All
1: Shakespeare right. teacher. Thank you, Shakespeare <laughs> teacher, who's oh. now listening to his student. That he, used to yeah. Talk <laughs> Reach out to us, man. That's Thanks, cool, Dr.
2: Schreier. Thank you. Thank you, oh, Dr. Schreier. Yeah, yeah. You're reminding <laughs>
1: <us. He> probably <laughs> loves broadcast. you, Scad, with your Shakespeare.
0: He's probably like, that guy gets it wrong every time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he was Whatever. super cool about
0: it. So it's under the fourth part two, you imbecile. Oh, that's so great.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So we would talk about it and then, like, theorize. And we still email occasionally. And he's, he's, the last email was like, it's coming out in December. I just can feel it. That's when we're getting wins. I'm like, All right, I'm, I'm here with you, buddy. <laughs> I'm waiting. So
1: um, uh, I feel like... You've been we've been chatting with you for it's probably been a couple years, right? But yeah.
2: Um at least two or three of the uh totally just lost. Feel like, I feel like you were lurking. Yes, thank you. Yeah.
0: I feel like you were lurking a bit for a while before you engaged too much with us though. Yeah, because
2: yeah, because I got a Twitter specifically to do um
1: Song of Madness. Song of
2: Madness. Song of Madness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it right. oh, keeps going but yeah and so i was like i don't know how to twitter i'm gonna just kind of get my feet wet oh yeah that was a funny comment i'm gonna vote on this and uh, slowly but surely got a little bit more comfortable in being there and all that
1: so yeah. well we'll tell you cat sometimes we want to forget about a song of madness too for a little while after sure it's right. all over most most days other than when it's running yeah oh and Kat. then right before it starts again we get a little excited yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, we need a break from it. Well, that's great. Yeah, it's yeah. you've you know we took our relationship to the next level, <laughs> and you've been a constant in our life. It's been great. So
2: I love it. Yeah, all the family. I need as much of the brothers as I can. So <laughs> yes,
1: you got to. Yes, got two
0: for good. Yep. Speaking of family, you're just killing it with the segues. <laughs>
2: Not doing it on purpose, so I gnash. swear. <laughs> so natch. What is your
0: favorite minor family in the Sun, and Fire? Or uh, related materials?
2: Definitely House Reed. I need to know where my. Howland is. That is the that is my single most burning question. I don't... Because I just miss Ned, and Howland is the next closest oh, thing. Your, where is he? He's what the link is he? that remains, isn't he? Right. Yeah. Like, he. we don't need bran in a tree we just need howland you can tell us pretty much everything <laughs>
1: first like, hand for account
2: for real
1: what is so is that what uh spurred that love of house reed or is there something else that kind of draws? yeah it i to definitely
2: him? yeah and mira is an absolute badass and there for is sure. no compare and she just buckles up and does what she needs Gets to do and continues to do it and it is yeah. her devotion is Crazy, amazing. She can't see anything that her brother sees. Kind of a situation. So and
1: she's still in it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So point. they have a
2: long she's, line. She's of...
1: Like a Brienne, almost.
0: Exactly. I, yeah. Like she gets less credit, maybe, but
2: yeah, it's mm-hmm. just
0: like devoted and loyal and just getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: a little more charismatic.
3: Right. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And along those same lines, I also love Davo Seaworth and House Seaworth. Dang it, or what remains of it. So. Uh. Yeah. Kind of the Ooh. same of, he's just on a little boat, and they're like, hey, do you want to be Hand of the King? And he's like, um, what?
3: Oh cool. Okay.
2: Who? Who? I don't even have a whole hand,
3: guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Zing. Reed's, Reed's yeah. a good one. Zing. I, like, what if Howland is just, like. like, a disinterested, like hi dad or something
1: yeah he was like that yeah. was a like, that was a really long man, time ago you guys i don't even yeah, really remember just,
0: i'm good with my fishing yeah and i got this joint over here
2: <laughs> i got this moving I'm castle good. i can hardly keep up with it
1: That's or like, like he got.
0: got memory loss or like yeah
2: he's got dementia I feel
0: like that'd be a long way to go for that story but
1: do you guys want some tots <laughs>
3: <laughs> my tots <laughs>
0: I made the top stroke earlier in this episode, and I feel like no one bit on it. Now, now this is where we are. All right. Sorry, Sorry, pal. It's fine. I'm fine. You know what? I'll be fine.
2: Rewind. We'll be there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What What is it that keeps you coming back to A Song of Ice and Fire?
2: Uh, The world building, and but behind every castle is another story. I am always. I love those books that have their own lore. And so some of them have those like asides of, hey, by the way, at this castle, this thing happened, or there's mm-hmm. a haunted story about this thing. I love all of that. And he just mm-hmm. kind of interjects those here and there. Yeah. And so
0: it's rich, isn't it? Everything, yes. everything's got a story behind it. Mm-hmm. Everything has some detail that makes it unique and somewhat memorable. I mean, think about how many pages there are and like how much we, we forget a lot, but like think right. about how much we actually remember about all these little details. Yeah. And the reason we remember them is because he's done such a good job fleshing them out and making them memorable.
2: Exactly, yeah, and bringing them up here and there. And somebody's heard this story, but somebody else has heard this story, and they're just a little bit different, and it's just incredible and very vivid. You just feel like you're in it, and that's why those first couple seasons of Game of Thrones were easy. Just write it like it says it kind of situation. So Mm -hmm. absolutely wonderful.
0: It's a great answer. Those details really are kind of what brings it to life is such a cliche but like it makes it makes it feel real yeah yeah Yeah. exactly great way to put it
1: yeah Yeah, it's like when we came back from this break and i hadn't read any of a song of ice and fire over the break three months (laughs) a little rusty didn't crack it open at all um felt very rusty usually i'll read a night of the seven kingdoms over the break just because i love it (laughs) so much didn't this time um but you you open it up and you're like oh wow i've forgot a lot but at the same time you almost feel like you're just stepping back into a familiar world again that's almost gone Mm -hmm. on living without you even while you've been gone they've gone on just still living and exactly Mm if it's it's very comforting in a way to just have this world that you can go to uh that's always there waiting for you
3: sometimes
0: leaving it behind sure like like i'm like i'm not doing my due you know, like, I owe this as world a, more of as my a attention. host <laughs> of you a know. podcast. Yeah. No, no, not even, well, no, not even to, like, the Kallisar or anything. I mean, I feel like I owe that too to some degree, but more right. just, like, to the world. Like, I should be giving you more of my time. You're amazing, and I've neglected you, world. <laughs> you know?
2: You remember so much more than I could ever even start to begin to remember well, about yeah, the Targaryens. So, like, the, ta- the Targaryens alone, let alone, so... You do more service than you think.
0: Well, I, I wasn't. Perhaps. I wasn't fishing for compliments. I was just saying. Not I too just... bad.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I leave it behind, I do get. I, I do. I am pleased to leave it behind at times. I do yep. get burned out on a little bit. But I also, when I come back, I'm like, oh... I missed you. Oh, I miss I, this. I,
3: I, yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: As yeah. I was, even when, as I was studying up for this one and a lot of the stuff, it's not me remembering the stuff I talk about on this podcast. It's me having studied it before and relearned it again and <laughs> written it down and oh, yeah. talking about it. Like I hadn't forgotten it, but I really had. Um, but yeah, if uh,
0: people are under the impression that Matt and I are not working on these right. episodes, no, really. like, Oh, they did it before. They're just going by this. No, I'm putting in. I mean, we're only doing one one chapter. one chapter per episode, so it's less for sure. But like, I'm putting in the same amount of work I did for this chapter this time as I did last time. Nice, for sure. yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't remember <laughs> anything. Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, even after this one and like going back and reading about nettles and stuff, I was like, I kind of want to read Fire and Blood again. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Oops, oh, Cat's holding no. it up. Yeah, oh, we got no. it right here.
0: We're <laughs> cracking it open. It's my. It's my post-episode reading material for when I'm uploading my episode tonight. Nice.
1: But man, I wouldn't have touched that book with a ten-foot pole five or six months ago. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a tough one, a ponderous two. I was as,
1: done uh... with that one. I was done with that book. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Uh. Anyways, enough about right. us. We're supposed to be talking about UCAP.
3: <laughs> yeah, great. We're I so love selfish. it. Good answer. We had to jump <laughs> off. We're so on. selfish. Whatever. So <laughs>
1: Tell
0: me which one book character arc you like the best?
2: So I have to pick one.
0: You can I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, these are not trick
0: questions. We're not going to like it. I know. <laughs> you know, like we just want to talk. We just want to talk about the books.
1: Which You which gave us three recommendations for do. shows to watch and books to read. So yeah. I guess you can do. Look, I I had
2: more. Mm-hmm. I had to I
3: had to tap it down. I it. Um. It back there,
2: I definitely love Danny but I'm just scared for where it's going. So I didn't pick hers. I actually went with Davos just because I am yeah. always so happy reading his chapters. I love really. seeing him come from so little and him just, he just comes into a conversation. Like, why don't we just do it this way? And everyone's like, I do not even think yeah. like that. Nobody even, why would we do that? And he's like, it's easier. It, Makes sense. Time? I don't know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I just, I love his common sense, his sense of humor. I don't know. I just feel like he's almost the reader in the chapter. Like, wait, 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 wait. No, <laughs> why would you do that? You oh, could just you do entirely. this.
0: That's it, true. He's, <laughs> he's maybe like that's a why he's, breath of fresh air yeah. amongst the chaos. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. I'm just. Was, was
0: it Matt? Was it Duran Durandon during? during, during the Song of Madness this year that had the Davos chapters are so well written that it has half the fandom believing they like, <laughs> they Stannis. like Stannis. Yes,
2: yes, that was so
1: perfect. Maybe one of the <laughs> best fandom amazing. tweets that's ever, ever been composed. Ever.
2: It ever. was amazing. Absolute perfection.
0: <laughs> and he's right. Like Those chapters, like you just identify with Davos so much for the common sense reasons you're talking about yeah. that you just believe him about other stuff that maybe you shouldn't like stannis's
1: character quality right yeah that's so true yeah yeah
2: it's really wonderful
1: and he's a guy that i look and i just don't agree like i look at him and he's like the exact opposite of me as a father in terms of like Uh. i must be present with my children at all times it's almost like it's more for me than it is for them like i love being with my kids and stuff and oh yeah but you just love who davos is at his heart and everything that you just can't help but just love the guy
2: yeah i mean
0: i think davos would be a lot like you if he
1: had like
2: if he had time if he just yeah. if he
1: just would allow himself to but well he's so driven by duty
0: if he didn't do what he's doing he wouldn't have the opportunity and he'd have to do something else which took him away from his family
1: because maybe
0: he only has the opportunity because he's working for Stannis,
1: right?
2: Mm-hmm. If Stannis so. just gave him a castle, they could go live on it, and yeah. he could stay there and rule said castle, I think he'd be fine.
1: But I wonder if he could. I wonder if he could just be like, you know what, I'm going home to Maria and the kids. I'm going home oh. for a while.
2: I don't think he could make that decision now. If it was sure right after going to save Stannis and all that, and him being like, thank you for your service, you get a castle, thanks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Probably
2: oh, at that yeah. point. But at the point yes. he's at now, no way not happening he's dying on that like
1: i'm going home for a week then i'll be back or whatever and then he just doesn't come back or maybe he still does but he won't even give himself that
3: yeah
1: and 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 and, and you know what we end up admiring him for it and i think there's a lot to admire in that uh the point i'm making is is it seems like a character i wouldn't identify and jive with yet i still find myself identifying and driving with him pretty intensely (laughs) so Mm
3: -hmm. yeah definitely
2: i mean the guy loves Stannis, but you still love him so
1: and i am not a Stannis fan but Mm -mm. i love the guy i love davos
2: me either that's all that matters
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) well we've talked a little bit about povs who are you most excited about for wins as dr Shri Shri schreier says Mm schreier you, I'm doc. pretty
2: sure I said it uh, wrong every time I was in class anyway, so it was <laughs> So, Shrier is what we're <laughs> going we with. When we get
1: it in December, <laughs> like Dr. Shrier says. Whose yeah. POV are you most excited for?
2: Uh, again, Davos because I want to see those cannibals. I want to see Rickon, okay?
1: Unicorns.
2: I haven't forgotten about Rickon. And Shaggy dog. So, I'm Never and forget. like what happens next with Stannis? Will they ever get to see each other again? Is he going to be dead before Davos gets back to that situation? What's going to happen with that? So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: has he lost his purpose? Will he find a new purpose? Who will that purpose be? That's what I want to know. It's a know. good
0: answer. I like it. Thanks.
2: It's what I want to know.
1: Yeah.
0: I think I want to know John the most.
2: That. Thou- that
0: was my second but, but answer. <laughs> Davos is, Yeah, Davos is close for me. All that mm-hmm. stuff up
1: north is what I'm most excited for. Yeah, for sure. Right.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Theon. Mm-hmm. The Winds of Winter could yeah.
1: solely be just those arcs Northern. up there, and I yeah. would be pleased. I'd be fine.
0: There's <laughs> like a note at the beginning. You guys all wanted this story. I decided I'm finishing it in this book, cutting <laughs> out all these plots, just resolving the north. Here you go. And, and
3: I'd
1: be like, happy. let's do it. <laughs> okay. Let's, Perfect. Yeah.
2: A plus. Ah, okay. <laughs> Just bring Brienne up there. We're good to go.
1: Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. This is all good. Absolute yep.
2: perfection.
3: Yeah.
1: <sighs> I'm satisfied.
2: Satisfied. Is
0: Kat you? satisfied? Yeah. Oh, we need to...
2: the most. I am yeah. overjoyed. I am so happy to be here, and this is fantastic.
0: <laughs> good. Agreed. Glad you had fun.
1: This has been a Is blast. there anything
0: else you want to like get off your chest about? wins or this chapter or anything the
1: fandom just like (laughs) before we close out memorializing (laughs) forever
2: just that this is the best fandom i have i've never been a part of an online fandom and this is the only one as far as i'm concerned with i need to be a part of Mm. it's just a bunch of different nerds together (laughs) and like everybody finds something different everybody likes something a little bit different and it is wonderful to be a part of it so i am glad to be here and hope this just keeps going on so and you know with georgian care it it will
0: it will do you want to use that as your as your sign off or do you have something else because that was amazing
2: no that was that was great i can use that so that was beautiful
1: (laughs) matt you got one for us that was beautiful um I'll go along with the fandom thing too. This is me calling an audible, but uh, I, I really like what Kat said. So I'm just going to call an audible and maybe meander for a second. So forgive me. But, you know, I was, <clears throat> I, I lost a teammate recently to COVID. It's the first person I like know personally that I was reasonably close with to die from COVID, which I consider myself fairly fortunate in that regard that I made it to, you know, 18 months or whatever. <laughs> before I lost someone that I knew well, uh, he was a teammate on the hockey team that I played for. And people, you know, say like, um, sorry, you lost your friend, Matt. In fact, Scott, you sent me a really nice text and everything saying that. And I, it, I feel almost like I'm dishonoring this guy's memory because I don't know that I'd consider him a friend necessarily. He was, he was a complicated guy. He was a, if he was a friend, he was a difficult friend. (laughs) We disagreed a lot. I remember one, uh, locker room incident after a game where he and I were arguing with each other loudly and very emotionally across the locker room. Um, And uh, but there was also times where he was just a beautiful, funny, loving man. And, and that's who I think he was at his core. Um, But uh, you know, I was thinking about the beauty of the hockey locker room and how we're all just guys with normal day jobs Going through the stresses of life that come together once a week to be kids again and play a game together that we love. And that's what unites us. And I think that's why I love this this guy so much, um, you know, and I, I'm taking his death kind of hard. Uh, is because we were united in that and that's uh, we were family as it were and I think that's how it is with this this uh, Song of Ice and Fire fandom too is we come from as Kat said all these different walks of life so many different personalities we disagree sometimes loudly on places like Twitter and everything but in the end we're a bunch of kids that are in love with a story and that's what unites us and, and brings us together and I'm grateful for that so just signing off, saying thanks to the family. Love you, and I love being a part of this fam. So,
0: yeah, I, I can't top that. So I think for the first or second or maybe third time, I'm not going to go with a sign off. That was oh, Scat.
1: I'm sorry. That's no,
0: I didn't have anything moving.
1: Mm, I didn't either before, and then Cat brought it up. Got <laughs> it brimming up to the surface. Oh no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll just say, uh, I hope I hope everyone's safe out there. I know yeah, cons are picking up and everything, and I'm, I'm really worried about my friends out there. Be safe, as yes. safe as you can be. Because
1: yep. we love you. And we want you to have fun, but we're going to worry about you too. Yes.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: like big exactly. brothers do. <laughs>
0: All
1: right. Is that Thanks, it? Thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you, Kat, for joining us. It was such a pleasure. I <sighs> knew it would be, and it totally was. You did, you did wonderfully, and thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Exceeded our expectations, fulfilled our wildest dreams. It was great. It was oh, fun. Shucks. Oh, An
2: shucks. An 87-year-old woman really does try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> With a retired pancreas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good
3: night.
0: What for I could tell, anyway? Good. Anyway, your shirt, where is it from?
2: Uh, target. I found it like in piled in the like um what is it? I totally just forgot the clearance. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's um, the word. And it was, yeah, there you go. Um, and totally buried in there and grabbed it up. So that's
1: where I got this one from too. I think they had a whole line mm-hmm. of Game of Thrones.
2: Yeah, and maybe they didn't sell Jeez. like they needed to and they just put it in the clearance and I was like five dollars, thanks.
0: Yeah. And they sell like a multicolor pack of regular t shirts, and that's where I got this. <laughs> that so... is
2: amazing. Run Look to your us. nearest target now. Here's the <laughs> ad. The simple things of
0: French. <laughs> Tanget. Are they even a French company? Is that like a are they
2: I don't know. They Do seem know pretty uppity, is. so what? maybe. Sorry, <laughs> oh. French people? I don't I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> that's a keeper uncooper. <laughs>
2: so sorry
1: <laughs> jenny that's how much for you. do
2: you
0: cut from your podcast almost nothing except when cats on.
2: well <laughs> i um try to be equally offensive maybe there we go yeah
0: there if you just go. defend oh, everybody Park, Park there you go yeah well let's see how much we can squeeze into these two hours i guess then
1: <laughs> i'm up for offending some of people
2: oh great okay we'll get along great then
1: uh are you two hours ahead of us cat
2: One hour. Just one. Okay, the night is still
1: young. The night is still young. Yeah, it's great. I'm almost positive I knew you were in St. Louis, but I... Couldn't remember the time zones (laughs) St. Louis was Eastern or Central. (laughs) Since it is in the central part of the United States, I suppose that makes sense.
2: Well, it's funny because a lot of foreign exchange students came to my school because they thought it's in the middle of the country. So we'll just be able to take a train to anywhere because Europe (laughs) is so
1: small. You're close. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, where are we? What is this? Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll go ride a four-wheeler. How would you like Cincinnati? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Chicago, maybe. maybe. Yeah,
1: yeah, we've so. got a great arch.
2: Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's newly redone. They did the the grounds of it and everything. So mm-hmm. the elevator is still old, and it goes up and down. So
0: I was gonna. It's more like a wonk elevator, though, right? Like it's got to go like up. The... Yes,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah. It's weird. I've been in it a couple times. It's something you can do once, and it's awesome. And you really don't have to do it again. And then it. you're good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Bro, I'm ready to offend somebody right now, so I'm I'm there I'm there with you on Statue of Liberty. Same. I didn't even need to go to it. I ro- I rode by it on the thing. And I was like, that's way smaller than I expected. Really? I am totally unimpressed. Heard that before. I'm glad it. I'm glad it's a nice symbol. <laughs> oh
3: man, yeah. Did did you
1: even take like the specific Statue of Liberty ferry, or did you just take the normal Staten Island ferry and just look <laughs> at it as the Staten Island ferry went by? Because we did the Staten Island ferry, and I was like. That was good. There you go,
2: you got it. Looks great. <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic.
0: Do we have any other questions before we begin? Any, or any announcements we need to add? No. Um,
2: bathroom. If we need to go to the bathroom, do we use a hand sign? Is there a signal other than that? Oh. Uh
0: the uh, signal is hey, can we take a break? Get a cup. Cool. Or a...
2: <laughs> okay, got
0: it.
1: It's bowl. It's pretty common.
0: It happens probably half our episodes or more. That's so funny because last
1: episode, that was the one question that Lindsay had too.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you know, what What if there's there's a secret sign? Okay. No, I...
1: I, It's this. (laughs) Oh, great. I do uh, pretty extensive editing on these and it's no problem taking stuff like that out
0: after. I guess I should stop telling people we don't take much out.
2: I mean your bathroom break it's in so you're holding it the whole time I mean three hours in mm-hmm. holding it
0: Yep. I'd love to be a cool uncle I, they can tell though that I'm not whatever oh. one, no like the the, oh. the baby the, the one that's two years old like she won't go any. she won't let me hold her like she's she looks away from me I try to like relate and it's like you no. Know, maybe
2: you're just intimidating okay I think I am
0: what you are best? a bit intimidating
1: but, yeah but you just need to Get past that, yeah. To the yeah. to the sweet filling within. Um, actually, no. That was <laughs> nope, nope. Cutting that,
2: cut
3: that right. <laughs>
1: you just offended most of them. my. Uh, oh
3: my good job, Matt.
1: Oh my my uh, speaking of cool, my seven-year-old niece just the other day. She's got this great voice. She talks like she's smoked for forty years. Whoa. She talks just That's like awesome. this. And I was like, Chloe. I'm your cool uncle, right? She's like, Uncle Matt, you're too weird to be cool. <laughs> she said I that to me. She's got like, like this New York. <laughs> this New on, York. So. She doesn't say the R's like, and then it's so, the smoker voice. So it sounds great when she talks. Mean, uncle Matt, you're too weird to be cool.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm.
1: Made of plastic.
2: You go.
0: That's a small wonder. That was probably before you guys' time. It sounds familiar. She's a small wonder. No? It was about a robot that lived with a family. Oh, I thought it was a meatless But she looked like a a little girl.
3: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: Small wonder? All right. Look it up, small wonder. But that
2: line is also in the Barbie song. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world.
0: Wrapped in
3: plastic. It's fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: so I thought you were pulling from that, but that's good, too, so
0: she's fantastic made of plastic is part of the, the opening theme i think Love it. They... i never even watched the show now i'm getting <laughs> pegged with this i never watched it it's the small wonder fan
2: oh, we found him that's what his shirt actually says below. Uh... <laughs> we
0: there, there was so there was like an urban legend about the show that it was like billy corgan was the kid in it no way <laughs> no he isn't but it was like an urban legend that people <laughs> believed for a long time and then it was like no no he just wrote the theme song and then it's no, like, he, he was didn't. too young. No, he didn't do any of these things. I don't know how it
1: started. <laughs> Billy Corgan gets attached Small oh, Wonder. Wow. I'm, go- I'm Googling it That's right bad. now. Billy hilarious. Corgan, Small Wonder.
0: I bet you something comes up. I didn't make this up.
2: Oh, no. He's still getting called. <laughs> Billy.
1: He's like, Billy.
3: damn you, Small Wonder. <laughs> I just want
1: to brood, but I can't escape Small Wonder. <laughs> Damn
2: that tiny robot woman.
1: Was Billy Corgan on Small Wonder? This says no, it
0: was Vanilla Ice who played Paul Feinler. But that can't be true either.
2: What? This This is is only creating more questions.
0: No, this is not good. I'm closing the browser. Close.
3: Oh, please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Davos Fingers Behind the Scenes, cat. I love it. (laughs) If that makes it to the cut people are going to respond to it i promise they're
3: going like, yeah!
2: <laughs> to be like of course what are you talking about i just looked it up you were googling the wrong thing you spelled his name
3: wrong <laughs>